Well, good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Live from the Discovery Design Studio, DiscoveryDesignInc.com. What's the word at, people? <laughs> it was, uh, I'm laughing, but they were laughing yesterday, my guys from County Brown Barbecue. That's why Brett and I had been talking about him coming in and all that stuff, and we were we were ready to rock, and and uh, hey, come on in, blah blah blah. We'll be there, and and that's what we're going to be doing, and blah blah blah. And he, <laughs> so I, I, I guess we didn't talk about the location of the studio, and so the <laughs> so he went out to Discovery Design, they, they and they, they had barbecue with them, and. Uh, and everything going. And uh, what's up, man? Uh, Facebook is, no, Facebook is uh, going crazy. Let's let's let's, let's, let's this, uh, ride here for a second because it's uh, this is broadcast interrupted. Oh. Okay, we're gonna kind of uh, uh, reconnoiter. 
if you will. I don't know whether reconnoiter really is. Uh, I, I don't know why it was interrupted either. Is, so so are we on? But we just the video's just bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna, we have to uh, restart the the video stream, the Facebook stream, because we have uh, an issue. We're having trouble in the video room. Yeah, people are still on, but I I I you know I'm, I'm gonna give, I'll give it some time. And it says the broadcast has been interrupted, but people are still chiming in on the on the thing. So I don't know whether they just it's just an issue with the. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna you know, we we gotta uh, pop back on and, and and get it back on. So, I mean, we we do have. It seems we have a solid internet connection. I mean, because but I mean, I I know I do. Yeah, must have just been Facebook. Uh, the, the gremlins messing with me. Maybe they're just trying to trying something, trying to pull something over on me. Yeah, well, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. We, we because we can. So we're gonna wait until we get it back up on uh, on Facebook, and you all can uh, you all can rejoin, and and uh, we'll do it that way. We'll uh, we'll get things together that way and, and get you back on. The stream is fine. So good morning this morning, everybody who is uh, joining me on the stream. It's interesting to see. The difference in when school starts, the difference in viewer and listenership is interesting. Uh, you know, keeping keeping in mind that you know the Radio Free Almond when we started in May on the on the seventh of May was pretty phenomenal. I mean, the the the, the listenership and viewership on Facebook and everything else, uh, f- pretty phenomenal and amazing. Uh, and, so, what do we do? Restart it. Yeah. Yeah. Today we have a part two, six minutes in. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the, the, uh, the, hold on. Because now I, I mean, now I don't see anything. The, the lag is pretty significant in terms of, uh, the, uh, hmm. What's going on here? Yeah, hang on. I hate this stuff. I know I shouldn't say hate because hate's a strong word, but I hate this stuff. Yeah, we're back, so everybody's got to sign up again and sign in again. Sorry about that, you guys. It just it just was a uh, it was a Facebook deal. Back in the saddle again, as uh, Tom Miller points out. Yeah, later on, uh, Father Tom. I don't know you. You could probably chime in on this whole thing, the situation with this this priest stuff that's going on all throughout the country now and and the catholic church and the pope and the cardinals and i uh, just it's it's kind of it's back again uh the specter of the abuse charges and all that kind of thing and, and interesting though that i do have to say that there's some kind of thing where they're they're doing a uh the broadcast is interrupted again i don't know whether that's the deal or not, but it's, but it's, but the broadcast is interrupted again. No. All right. It says broadcast interrupted. I don't know. I, I, I can't keep up with this stuff. So, 
but but no, it, it, it's it's interesting to have this thing going on. And, and now the thing is that there's there are gay people, like gay priests and things like that. And there have been gay priests for a long time. Yeah, and I, I think people think that the uh, Catholic Church they they mi- mistake the Catholic Church for being in, yeah. See, we're way this is way behind. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just catching up here. But th- I'm I'm looking at the stream and trying to catch up. And I probably shouldn't even uh, the stream keeps bo- bo- booting booting people off as well. So I don't know whether there's just some kind of. Uh, uh, disruption here, or or what the situation is, but um, but anyway, th- there's there's this there's this claim that that somehow the uh, the now the 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 uncovering is that there are gays in the in the Catholic Church and gay priests, and that actually isn't anything new, and I think people mistake the Catholic church is teaching on being gay or whatever. I, I happen to be fairly liberal on that subject and especially on gay marriage and things like that. I'm not, uh, I, I, I just don't think the government ought to be meddling in gay marriage. And if, and if a, if a church doesn't want to marry gays, I think that's their prerogative. That's just how, how I feel about it. And, but, but I'm not, I'm not really, one of those who really worries myself and concerns myself with gay people and their activities and things like that. But I will tell you that, uh, so we're having, a, well, now, now it's, now we're back. It, it, it just keeps getting, yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, it just keeps cutting in and cutting out though on, on the Facebook page. So I don't know whether, how that's going on the stream, but, uh, it's uh, starting to drive me kind of crazy. Uh, because because it, it's the it's the skittish feed, as Richard says. Yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of like uh, I can't I can't get a I can't get a leg in here on on presenting things to you guys because the Facebook feed keeps getting interrupted, and I, I'm hoping you all can be patient on the stream as well. But it just keeps on going in and going out, and I don't know whether this is just a product of the of the uh, of the broadcast or not. But uh, I've had full green internet connection the whole time, which means that you've got perfect internet connection for what we're doing. So yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. No, it's not your not your deal, man. Uh, coming up at seven, by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, this operation and about some things somebody had said to me regarding uh, like unemployment and welfare and stuff like that. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that and, and kind of get uh, do a do a close up a close up presentation to you about about all that. But anyway, no, no, the, the, and I'll get into this a little later on too. The the, the this issue about now it's about a subculture of gays in the in the priesthood and first of all there's this assumption that gays are the ones who molest kids 
which is kind of weird to me. And I think there's, a, and that's kind of strange because uh, generally there is a there's a viewpoint that somehow if a if only these priests were married, there wouldn't be cases of molestation and abuse, which is ridiculous on its face. Uh, plenty of married people are pedophiles and it just defies logic this idea that if you just had a wife around you wouldn't be molesting kids it doesn't doesn't make any sense and it's stupid to tell you the truth and stupid people uh tend to tend to say things like that uh, and then you have this idea that uh, gay people are the ones uh molesting individuals and that doesn't make sense either. That that actually is – many of these individuals who are doing molestations are indeed heterosexual and it's not just a gay thing and that is really just a, a, a problem. You know, Matt, maybe we ought to just restart the computer and get back on Facebook that way. Just restart the damn computer uh, and just just – just just start all over again. Who knows? I mean, just restart the damn computer at this point, I think. Uh, the app isn't working either. So there's something going on with I, – I know we have full green, but the, but the app isn't working. And, well, people are telling me the app isn't working. So, And then the Facebook feed isn't working. So there's something that is in common here uh, with, with what's up. And I don't know whether it's just the uh, the I don't know what it is. It just keeps going in and out. And people are saying the app isn't working either. So uh, I don't know whether it's just a a thing. Uh, yeah. Well, people are telling me. I, I I don't know whether it's just well, people are telling me it's not. But we're we're back on. So yeah, this kind of gets interrupted and that kind of thing. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. It is what it is, as they say, as my mother-in-law would say. It is what it is. So anyway, I'll try to get a, a stream of thought here going that's not interrupted and, and, and talk to you guys. So, yeah, there's this, there's this idea somehow that, that, first of all, gays molest kids, which isn't even by virtue of statistics uh, true. And then there was this idea that if only priests got married, you'd end the the issue regarding molestation. And uh, that defies logic and, as I pointed out earlier, it's just simply a stupid statement. And it's, and it's, an, it's a way for people to kind of go up on the Catholic Church and say, yeah, you should just have priests get married, then you'll end it. It's like, no, that's not true. I've explained to you the mechanisms uh, that perpetuated some of this and, and so – I just want to, you know, kind of get you up to speed on that. But now with this um, this Newark Archbishop Joseph Tobin, who is denying this idea of a gay subculture in the priesthood, and uh, there is one, much like there's a gay subculture in a lot of different professions, uh, there are gay subcultures in a, in a lot of places and there are gay priests much like there are gay truck drivers uh, and much like there are gay broadcasters and gay teachers so uh and the catholic church it, it, while people might think well it's uh it's 
the app is running fine on iPhone, apparently, and as Father Tom just pointed out, and I, I don't know what the deal is. We're we're doing okay though. So the, so there's there's this idea somehow that that being gay and being a priest is somehow incongruent with the church, and you can argue with the church's teachings on homosexuality all you want, uh, but but the fact of the matter is that it's always the act uh, and and not being gay that the church believes is a sin. And so just being gay is not in itself a hypocrisy if you are a priest. And having worked in the Archdiocese of St. Louis and having been in among priests and having been in the seminary there, there are, there are a lot of gay people there uh, in the priesthood. But, the, but, but again, that doesn't cause molestation. It's, it's an insult to gays to insinuate somehow that gays are doing all of the molestation. It's, it's really, it's really just not true. And, and even in the general society, uh, most child molesters are not gay. And so I don't understand what all the hubbub is about regarding – and they used a tweet that this guy, Father Tobin, uh, Joseph Tobin, Cardinal Tobin, put out when he was about to take off from the uh, airport. And uh, he says, supposed to be airborne in 10 minutes, nighty night, baby, I love you. And, and, and first of all, it's not a, it's not a sin – uh, and also, it's it's not a hypocrisy for a priest to say "nighty night, baby, I love you." It's not hypocrisy or a sin for a priest to say "I love you." It's not a hypocrisy for a sin to say "nighty night, baby," and it probably really isn't a sin for a priest to say "nighty night, baby, I love you" to somebody else. And again, you know, it's it, it, celibacy is an aspect of the priesthood that is designed to create a situation where a priest is only technically married to God. And I'm using the term married very loosely here, uh, uh, connected to God. It it increases their connectivity to, to God and their connectivity to what they're doing. And there are many priests who have uh, been celibate and are uh, fine and that's how it operates. They've made a commitment. Uh, they, they've made a commitment to God, and that's that's their calling, and that's what they do, and that's how they operate. But there are many priests who are gay, but maybe they don't even act on it. But but the idea of being gay and being a priest isn't crazy, and the, and the Catholic Church only gets kind of involved technically from a teaching point when when individuals are acting upon that. So uh that that's uh I don't know that that's that's where we're uh, but but it's become a it's become a big issue and and uh, but but I think molestations and other things are uh certainly a, a an issue and abuse of children should be a a huge priority in terms of ending it uh, for 
for the Catholic Church, but but the the the, the fact is, it, but but being gay uh, doesn't doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it. We okay, man? Yeah. Oh, to to the Facebook stream. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just keeps on it it, it keeps on interrupting, and people are having to switch over to. Uh, to the app and and to the stream, but I mean I I don't know I mean uh, the I don't I don't I have no I'm I'm having no problem with Facebook, uh, you know I I mean in terms of just what I have here I don't know whether it's just the uh, you know because I I can see I can log on and see messages and things like that and. And you know, I could see that Heather Coyle uh, paid her car off this morning. She's gonna pay her car off. So I mean, I could see messages and things. Uh, Sorry, I'm gonna probably pop in one or two more times, just trying to make sure it's all tweaked out. Yeah, that's okay. That's good. I mean, I just you know, we just kind of uh, get it together. It's just that it's the way of the world. It's the way of the uh, technology. You're dependent on. The technology, and that's where, uh, although I, and, and that's that's the problem is you're just losing a lot of people, and people are going off and and uh, going over to the app, I think, and and trying it that way. But um, got to figure out some some way to 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 get to get around this thing because uh, it's it's kind of causing a, it's causing an issue, so. I don't know whether it's 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 really not Facebook messing with us. It's it's a it's a situation where we just it's it's just a a connection thing that is um in you know now we're back on and and that kind of thing. So anyway, we'll talk about that a little later on regarding the Catholic Church and and what's up. But I but I do think that this idea somehow that that because there are gays who are priests that that's a key mechanism of the child molestation problem is really just not a it doesn't seem to be a <laughs> doesn't seem to be an issue it doesn't seem to be connected i'm surprised the media does that i'm surprised the media of all people make it a thing that they're gays in the catholic church watch out children it's like really Maybe maybe these guys, these molesters, should be married. They need all they need is a good woman. It's like, what? Idiots. I don't know. The people who are molesting ought to be prosecuted. And statistically, the people who molest children are not gay, uh, and they are actually heterosexuals. And it just statistically, that's the way it goes. So we'll follow up on that. And also, gonna yesterday, I was thinking to myself because I was listening to. The reports of the bull market, I'm talking about the stock market, just going absolutely crazy. It has been a a historic bull run. And and people, one thing I have to tell you, and and, and nobody really wants to admit this, I think, off the bat, uh, you know, because they they, they don't want to – I, I think don't, don't, don't admit that they don't know what a bull and a bear market is. And 
I'm going to admit right off the bat that because I am not a stock market guy, even though I know that my mutual funds are all involved in it and 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 that's how it goes uh the media assumes that everybody they're talking to knows what a bull market is and and i remember that they had one company i think it was merrill lynch and remember their thing that they're they were they're they're bullish on america and that's that's where that's that shows confidence Rising prices, expanding stocks, those kinds of things. But it's funny. The media just assumes that everybody knows what a bull market is. And then a lot of us are too embarrassed to admit that we might not know what it is. We're supposed to know what a bull and a bear is. It's like I, I you know, I, I never can get it straight. You know, it's like, is it I before E except after C? Or, you know, it's those kind of things that you just kind of forget, you know. It's kind of like everybody assumes you you know how to spell Mississippi, but Lord help you, you have to spell Mississippi on the fly, and you're like, what is that again? You know, you're trying to remember what it is, and you you can't. Simple things you want to know. Yeah, markets like bull market is good, bear market is bad. That's what you need to know. But most most of these guys are out there. It's a bull market. It's like, what is that? Tell me why this is important. And oftentimes they do. And it's important because the the market situation right now as the longest bull market in history, that is the longest run of rising stocks and expanding prices and basically goodness is a result of the economy. And stock markets aren't always a reflection of the economy. Uh, but but the fact of the matter is this is a sign of supreme confidence in the economy. And, and where the significant gains are being made are in consumerism. So if you are a Target or a Walmart investor – you are very, very happy right now, and Target and Walmart are very, very happy for that matter because people are spending money. People are spending money because they have money. They they are spending money because their earnings are increasing. They are spending money because they have more money, and they have more money because of the Trump policies in the first 600 days of relaxing regulation, of reducing taxes for individuals and corporations, and then corporations then for that then invest more in their companies. The corporations then invest, hire more people, buy more equipment, and then suddenly more people have money. And more people have jobs and resources. And then more people go to Target. And more people go to Walmart. More people go to the auto dealership. Whatever. And so this is a direct result of confidence, not in, you know, among market analysts, but among the people of the United States. This is what this is all about. The markets themselves, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know, you could, you want to, we could talk, you know, 
there's a bear named David Rosenberg who is uh, talking about all this, and he's he's really warning people. Who knows where he comes from? But but out not before you want to need to sit through a commercial. Out of instinct, but when that really good trade idea hits you, you don't just for stocks, which I think is a wise move. If you're no, you know on CNBC, you're going to put a commercial for Schwab before you do an interview. Do. We should have a gun ad though. Miss those. I'll let Breitbart handle it. So, what's your reaction? It's a big milestone. Some people say by varying. This is David Rosenberg. He's he's. They call him a longtime bear. So he's he's a he's a skeptic about the uh, bull market. And it's worthwhile listening to these guys. You have to you know listen to what and they it have could to be say. The longest bull run in U.S. history. But is it on borrowed time? Are we in the ninth inning or extra innings? How would you characterize what's happening right now with the market action? Well, thanks for having me on the show, uh, Dominic. And I I think that um, the way I would approach it uh, is that uh, we are very late cycle. And I think that if you want to define a bull market uh, as being a period of time where you don't suffer uh, a 20 percent decline in the S&P 500, then, you know, then you have to say, well, that is a milestone. Uh, I think at the same time, we have to take a look at this entire cycle in a certain context of uh, some major public entities um, providing uh, a major source of support, and I would say artificial support, because I think people should ask themselves the question, if the central banks to this day, 10 years into this expansion, I'm talking about the G4 central banks, hadn't accumulated $15 trillion, that's with a T, $15 trillion of assets on their balance sheets, uh, where would global stock markets be today, including the SPX? I think that's a legitimate question. So we but, can but celebrate da- but this, but let's David, put it in a certain context. Well, here's what I would say, though. They have, let's say, I mean, they've bought $15 trillion worth of assets, and they're still there. They may not be buying as much of it, but there's still a market presence, even if they're unwinding a little bit like the Fed is doing right now. Does that mean, though, that the, that the conditions are in place for this bull market to keep going higher? Well, what I'm saying is that, you know, if you're going to sit there and say that this is was, this was all about earnings, uh, and, of course, we have a couple of quarters of earnings being juiced up by fiscal policy. Uh, and if you think that this is about just the economy, I mean, keep in context how um, weird it is to have the uh, longest bull market, as you say, in equities in the context of the weakest economic expansion of all time. And how do you square that circle is because of the long arm of the central banks, not just central banks, but also sovereign wealth funds. Really, we're talking about um, non-private entities that uh, don't have to satisfy unit holders every day, every week, or every quarter. Yeah, I, um, this guy might be intelligent, but I don't understand a word he's saying. But, but, but generally, what you ought to be taking away from this is there are some people who believe that this is a, a bubble, so to speak, and that th- this is an expansion, and that what goes up must come down and this is a bad sign and blah 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 but there are others who are not so sure in fact there are a majority of people who aren't so sure and in fact they say that the reality is this is a direct reflection of a confidence in the economy not on the part of the central banks not on the part of blah 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 not on the part of mr goldman sachs guy but on the part of you because you are seeing confidence you are seeing a different frontier when it comes to your lives your paychecks are getting bigger perhaps your neighbor got that job that he or she has been looking for for a while 
the company you own. Suddenly you have more money for equipment. Suddenly you can hire that one extra person that you need to kind of help you run the show. And those things are reflected then in consumerism. Those things are reflected in people feeling like they want to spend more money. And I was talking to a guy yesterday who was in uh, some uh, construction business, what have you, and he said, man, the people are just – people are just spending money like crazy right now, investing, and I'm not talking about investing in stocks, investing in equipment and in building and doing all kinds of things. So people are going nuts right now uh, and, and happy and are, are confident and are ready to rock. And that's a sign that the government attempts to basically get out of the way that the, the the government getting out of the ways of Americans uh, are starting to have an effect, and and the and the effects come right away. But when you start believing and knowing that your next tax round, you're going to have twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars more in your pocket. When you start knowing that, you're starting to spend. You're starting to you you're going to go ahead and buy that thing. You're going to go ahead and buy that stereo or. You, you know, the, that that car or you're going to go ahead and, and, and buy that pair of jeans or the, that outfit that you wanted. I mean, that, that's really. And so if you if you own these stocks like in Target and Walmart, any consumer stock, any retail stock, you're very happy right now. It's going crazy right now. But it's because people are are responding to the great economy. But more importantly, the great economy is responding to our great president and his fiscal policies. And that ought to be something you all uh, remember and, and, and keep in your mind.
All right. Welcome to the Discovery Design Studios, people. And Radio Free Almond. See, everything seems to be going well. Even the Cardinals, I mean, they posted their first sweep at Dodger Stadium since 2006. It's kind of crazy. cool. We all know what happened in 2006, right? Yeah. So good for the Cardinals. It's fun, fun watching him, and we've kind of missed that. That playoff fall, autumn kind of uh, feel. Cardinals. Don't forget, yesterday we talked about this, and thank you to the County Brown Barbecue guys for coming in yesterday. And we have scheduled this Radio Free Almond Happy Hour for the 27th of September, so that's when we're going to pull this baby off at Santino's Cigars and Cocktails. Right there on Vogel Road off of uh, 55 in beautiful Arnold. going to have that. And they're going to be, the County Brown Barbecue guys are going to be there, so Brett, thanks a lot for that, man. Appreciate you very much. By the way, everything is looking up for a lot of people in the consumer sector and the stock market and beyond, but things are not looking good for CNN. CNN's Primetime viewership is down 23% year over year. So CNN suffered yet another ratings embarrassment. And this time it was when the week of August 13th through the 19th numbers came in. And CNN had a 23% drop in total viewer average during prime time in comparison to the same week in 2017. Then during the daytime, there was another drop in ratings of 24% since last year. That, that is, that is incredible. You know, usually, I mean, if, if you saw, this kind of precipitous drop in, in well, first of all, in any business, <laughs> you know, if you, if you were a, well, uh, if your father, Tom Miller, and you're a pastor of a church and your attendance dropped 25% over a year, you'd start looking at what was going on, wouldn't you? You'd be thinking, what is happening here? What's going on? If If you were selling a Coca-Cola and you saw a 25% drop in your purchasing of Coca-Cola over the past year, people's purchasing of it, you'd have a problem. There'd Actually, there'd probably be people fired. I'm talking about in, in the business world, 25% drops are not accepted very well. Uh, they, they, are, they are not 
taken very kindly by the people who are overseeing what's going on and usually result in a absolute total switch. Mama Kay is on. She's yelling at me silently because I haven't uh, talked to her yet about this haunted house tour. I, I'm, I'm going to have you in. In fact, Mama Kay, Mama Kay, you and your fellow people need to come in on Monday. We're going to promote this thing, and we're going to promote the hell out of it, and then we're going to get you guys on for your own show on Radio Free Almond. By the way, at 7 o'clock, I've got an issue I need to discuss with you regarding um, uh, a, a message I got from somebody about uh, unemployment. So I'm going to follow up on that. We're going to do kind of a close-up little talk uh, about that whole thing with you. But no, Mama Kay, I'll call you today, and then we'll get we'll get it all together, and we're gonna we're gonna promote this thing. I need I need I definitely need to go to this thing. Uh, that is for sure. Also, I need to put up a uh, a all call for all of you to come out to a an event that is happening on the. Hold on, let me let me get it here because I got it from uh, from Tammy Scott, and and this is a pretty big deal. So this is a. I guess this happens every year, and I was talking to the County Brown guys about uh, all this as well, but there is the uh, Mike Flamian Hot Dogs for Heroes event that is coming up, and I need to get I need to get more information on it, because they have a Facebook page, but they don't have any uh, they don't have any info on, about let me hold on uh, about this on the Facebook page they have the they have the event but they don't have a uh info here um yeah so it's going to be it's going to be at Chesterfield Mall on uh Saturday September 22nd and so there are a ton of you already going and it's the third annual Mike Flamian Hot Dogs with Heroes benefiting the Arnold Missouri Police Department Officer Ryan O'Connor and St. Louis Metropolitan Police Officer Gary Glasby. And some of the folks who are handling this uh, are uh, the Tudors. And, you know, he's a Hazelwood police officer who was injured in a horrific crash while doing his duty as well. And the event in, in its entirety is benefiting the Arnold Missouri Police Department Officer Ryan O'Connor, and police department officer from the city, uh, Gary Glasby. And it is a uh, brand-new first responder assistance foundation called Code 3 Response. And that's supported by the Metro West Firefighters and the Monarch Firefighters Community Outreach. That is going to be Saturday on the 22nd from 11 to 5. That's right there on the Chesterfield Mall. And so they've got... Uh, Police, EMS, fire and military vehicle displays, barbecue, beverages, live music, a raffle, toy train rides, pony rides. So this is going to be actually a ton of fun for if you got kids, this is the place to go. And, and if you got kids who are crazy about, about fire trucks or emergency helicopters like the one that uh, Tammy Scott rides on. And works on as a nurse, uh, you're going to love this whole thing. And I'll I'll go ahead and share this as best I can. I had a trouble doing this on the regular page before, but let me see. Uh, 
and share what share as a post. I'm trying to share, tap my timeline there, here, and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, and and put it on the Facebook page right now. Here, I'll just post it, and boom, there. All right, so folks, here's the deal: a 25 percent drop in any kind of rating situation is precipitous for a news organization. And if you had a business, you would probably end up laying waste on everybody who works there because that's not performance, a 25% drop. That's a lot. That's a quarter of your audience you are losing. And again, I'm, I'm using analogies here. If you were Pastor Tom, uh, Father Tom and your church, 25% drop in attendance from one year to the next, you'd be looking at what, what's going on. Margaret, who works at Walmart, if Walmart saw a 25% drop in profits, there would be heads rolling big time. But at CNN, apparently, they just keep doing this. They've been losing losing and losing audience over the past year, and they know it because they can do dailies, and they can also do weeklies. And they know they're losing. They know they're losing audience here. MSNBC, by comparison, only experienced a drop of 8% in prime time and 5% in daytime since last year. 8% in prime time and 5% in daytime since last year. And part of that might be that people are just tiring. Even people who are liberals are just tiring of the... Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion stuff. They're just kind of getting really sick of it. And that's just fatigue, I think. But the CNN drop is, in my opinion, directly related to the fact that people hate the people on CNN. At least 25% of them do. And Jim Acosta and Don Lemon... And Jake Tapper, I mean, who watches the Don Lemon show where you have this this snarky, arrogant, racist like Don Lemon who hates the president and and who doesn't even report things remotely fairly? Who watches that show? The, the other day, the, the, you know, I played for you last yesterday, the guy who was uh, on, who was a conservative, talking about how they want to do, they've talked about abolish ICE, and he says you call the president racist all the time, and Don Lemon admitted it. Yeah, well, tell me something that makes him not racist then. It's like, okay, you know, that's, that's what Don Lemon does. How could you possibly watch that, that show? Now, the, uh, the network CNN does keep a few Trump supporters around or whatever else. But generally, they just argue with the anti-Trump people and they get drowned out and, 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 and they, get, they go crazy. You know, usually when the pro-Trump people are on, if they happen to be black, then they really go crazy. Like this guy who was this this uh, CNN analyst, Phil Mudd, when he melted down after Paris Denard pointed out that a lot of individuals with security clearances can use those clearances in the private sector to financially benefit from them. That, and, and then they go crazy. Did you see this, by the way? This is pretty, this is pretty 
intriguing because they 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 went on with each other. Then the guy wanted him to uh, to to get get off the get off of, of off the TV show. I want to react. Profitable Paris. When I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer. You guys- <laughs> this guy, by the way, needs to lose his security clearance. By the way, this Philip Mudd guy. Uh, he has one, and Paris Denard is like, yeah, most of you guys use this to make some extra cash and get, get on boards and go on the lecture circuit, and that's true. Not everybody does, but a lot of people do. Yeah. In seconds. How much? I'll, give, I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your Answer the question. contracting gig? For for being a, for being I have a no contract with the U.S. government. So this is, but this is the, this is what this is what watching CNN is like. You, you've got you've got a you've got a CNN analyst who thinks it's okay to sit there and scream and yell like a banshee, like a wild monkey, at a pro-Trump guy who's invited on the show to talk about security clearances. I'm just yelling at him. It's just like – and the anchor is just sitting there watching because that's what they do. They, they sit there and, and will never intervene really on, on somebody who just decides they're going to basically lose their mind – on the thing. This is the thing. When I'm, I'm not talking when I'm about asked the to offer advice to the U.S. government, Phil, I let's be honest. Zero. Phil, let's be That's honest. It. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the who contracting are you talking gigs about? that you talking get about from General being a consultant and a contractor. The consulting firms that they form and that you all get is because you get more money when having a consultant. It is true. I, I don't know why these guys are getting so defensive. The, the, you know, you... you uh, Little people out there don't realize that the whole clearance thing is an entire industry out there, and a security clearance is a, a, a like it, it's kind of like a, a a cab taxi medallion, is what it is. By the way, you guys know this whole thing was about taxi medallions, right? And they were, and, and the only reason Cohen pleaded guilty to, and by the way, it's pleaded guilty, not pled guilty. I don't know where, where these people got their journalism degrees or whatever, but it's pleaded guilty, not pled guilty. Even though pleaded sounds more awkward, that's the that's the grammatical way of describing someone who has pleaded guilty is that they pleaded guilty. It's not pled guilty. There's no such word. Now, why they keep saying that? Because it's easy. It's kind of like when they say we have over one hundred. People here. It's like, no, you have more than 100 people here. Over is a physical condition. It's not a, it's not a, it's, it, over is not a description of an amount and, and never will be and never has, has been. And even though over is easier to put in copy and to say because it's one less word than more than, over is never an accurate description of an amount over is a physical condition being over something physically. It's never a number. I don't understand that. So anyway, Cohen pleaded. I don't mean to sound like a, 
an old gripe, but it does kind of drive me crazy. It's, that's really that's one of the things that really drives me crazy when when educated people say over this and over that when they're talking to you about a an, an amount of something. It drives me nuts. It's kind of like I I I when people do that and they're professionals, I usually look at them like I look at people who chew with their mouth open. I kind of like, really? Like, I kind of like tilt my head and look at him like that dog that looks into the cone. Um, hmm. Okay. But anyway, Cohen pleaded guilty to this thing as a favor to the anti-Trump prosecutors and, and, the, and the Mueller guys, right? You know, you know that, right? Because uh, Cohen had his balls in a vice over taxi medallions and other crimes that were completely unrelated to Trump. You know that, right? So this, so so Cohen pleading guilty to these other things was a gift, was a favor in exchange for a basically a, a more lax approach to his taxi medallion scandal. And so they just figured, you know, hey, listen, we can do this. If you just do something that we can insinuate malfeasance on the part of Trump, we'll go ahead and, and let you slide on the other stuff. That's what this deal was. This Cohen guy's a crook, man. And the people who are prosecuting him are crooks also. And, and they're all involved in one little cabal. I'm not kidding you. You do know that, that they had Cohen dead to rights on all these other things that had nothing at all to do with with Trump but Cohen they managed to get Cohen to to plead to these things that they could somehow turn into a trumpian linked thing just just so you know that's exactly how this thing went down and that's why you have now the nugget that the left and the anti-Trump media is using to kind of carry them through the week. Because really what began is, keep in mind, this all began as a taxi medallion thing. And that, that whole, that's another story up there with, with the taxi medallions. But uh, it's not, it, it, it's kind of the reason why, for instance, they are trying to get rid of Uber up there. Because there was too much money at stake with the taxi medallions. They had a bunch of guys with taxi medallions that were worth millions who were about to lose them if Uber uh, made any kind of play there in New York. And if you are a million-dollar taxi person uh, then and you're contributing to campaigns, what do you think lawmakers are going to do? Go, go back to uh, – de Blasio or any of the local lawmakers there, uh, local state house members, whatever. And, and I guarantee you, you go ahead and cross-check their campaign, campaign contributors with people who have taxi medallions, and you will be able to see the connection there. So the, it just so happens that people who have taxi medallions also have to be very prolific campaign contributors, and Cohen was one of them. Republican or Democrat, so I'm just telling you. So this became an issue, and then ultimately what happened is they found, well, I don't know, Mr. Cohen, if you can just plead guilty to this thing, we'll let you slide on the other stuff, and then the anti-Trump people could use the Cohen thing as, as a means of, of uh, getting, at, uh, getting at the president. But this is all just a, a game they were playing. 
So still much ado about nothing. Anyway, back to CNN. So they lose 25% of their uh, audience. And Richard asks, what is a dangling participle? See, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't, I do know a lot about grammar, but I couldn't diagram a sentence to save my life. I mean, I couldn't tell you what a, you know, subjective verb is or a dangling participle or this or that. I don't know the mechanics of these things, but I know grammar. And a lot of that just comes from the, when I'm in doing reporting and, and those kinds of things. And and I know, I don't know a lot. I mean, my, my knowledge sometimes about grammar can be a mile wide and an inch thick, so to speak. But I know for sure that over is not a description of a quantity. <laughs> it's just not and never will be. And you pleaded guilty. You didn't plead guilty. That's all. So anyway, uh, CNN's losing 25% of their audience, and that's because of moments like this where they allow, for instance, the anti-Trump people to just roll over people who dare to represent the other side. And after a while, that gets kind of tiresome. That that just gets kind of like, okay, uh, enough of it. And this guy, this Phil Mudd guy was screaming like a, the, the an ape. That Stop is acting incorrect. like that doesn't happen. I have that's zero consulting relationships with the U.S. government. Zero. I'm not talking, Phil, that's a good talking point. I'm not talking about relationships with the government. I'm talking about in the private sector. When you have a security clearance and you keep it. I have zero relationships with the private sector that involve my security clearance. Zero. I get well, zero dollars from consulting companies that deal with the U.S. government. Are we clear? Well, I will be clear in saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. knows if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance and you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have done. it. done. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So they, they allow, so they allow the analysts who are anti-Trump to dictate who's on and who's off and who stays on and who, who, who goes away. Without, and the anchor is not even intervening here. And again – uh, Denard is is making the point that in general these clearances are used for such purposes, and that's just the way it is. And this guy is going ape crazy because uh, he's taking it personally, and you, and he can't have a decent argument. And this is why people don't watch CNN. That and and the fact that. Uh, that they just go on and hear Don Lemon call Trump a racist every five seconds. That tends to kind of eat away at your at 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 your credibility just a tad. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take a little break here. We're gonna go ahead and, and get the camera closer. I'm gonna have an intimate discussion with you uh, about unemployment. Yeah, so I got an e- a message from somebody about about that that I th- I think they thought they were uh, they were getting in on me on this, and I I, I have a feeling, and and I, I I understand that I understand their position on that since I'm a conservative and I talk about uh, less government, and sometimes I talk about overspending of government, or sometimes I talk about welfare, all that all that kind of thing. Although I have been very uh, sympathetic to the issue about the, uh, you know, food stamps and that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm going to address this because I, I ran into this situation regarding unemployment 
that you guys are going to find uh, kind of uh, fascinating, but also want to give you a reality check about Radio Free Allman and uh, on down the line. So anyway, in the meantime, though, what is going on in our weather? Now, listen, keep in mind, people are going to somehow somehow make this into a situation where you are uh, where where global warming and Donald Trump is all to blame for all of this kind of stuff but the fact of the matter is there's this uh, so-called pacific ring of fire going on a- and this has been uh, the the ring that essentially constitutes let's see here let me look at the map really quickly, uh, Oregon, Venezuela, and, and an area near Hawaii. And it is here. I'll, I'll let them, I'll let them explain this to you, but this was a 6.2 magnitude earthquake that struck off the coast of Oregon. And there have been upwards of like a hundred plus earthquakes in this general area and, and and this is like really hugely menacing to a lot of people. Uh, so this, this this was a series of earthquakes that happened in this area, which which really is kind of crazy to me. I'll I'll uh, let you hear, listen to these guys talk about this. Hold on, let me see. I don't know why my sound isn't working here, but but it's uh. But anyway, here here's the story. So there's a Pacific Ring of Fire, they call it, and they have this uh, place called Vanuatu, Oregon, and Venezuela, and it is uh, 70 earthquakes. 70 earthquakes have rattled this general area, which is a triangle made of uh, up of Oregon, the coast of Venezuela, coast of Oregon, and Vanuatu. So they uh, they have. Uh, uh, like St. Lucia uh, to the west and north. Uh, there's video online showing damage to buildings. Then there's Vanuatu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and it's located in the Western Pacific. It was hit by a strong 6.7 magnitude earthquake right about the time that the Oregon earthquake happened. And so there are individuals who are now fearing that there's going to be like the big one coming somewhere or some way. And then you also have a situation where this Hawaii hurricane is going nuts. So you've got uh, Hawaii under a hurricane warning. And I don't, I've never heard of a hurricane in Hawaii under a hurricane warning. And it's, it's basically marching towards the Hawaiian islands as a category four storm. And it's right now, like last night, there were a bunch of heavy rains and uh, highways closed and that kind of thing. So our brothers and sisters there in Hawaii are now under a hurricane watch. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on weather-wise. And even if you looked at the map there, uh, it just it's all over the place. But then there's that earthquake situation going on as well. They'll probably figure out some way, shape, or form to turn this into a uh, uh, Trump global warming story. But we'll we'll kind of uh, we'll kind of wait and see how how far that's going to go. All right. So when we come back, people. 
live from the Discovery Design Studios. I'm going to just have I get a little personal with you on a situation I was uh, dealing with in the aftermath of the firings and things that uh, you're going to be a little bit surprised to hear, perhaps. Thank you, by the way, to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency for your home, your life, and your car. Matthew Mitchell's the guy. 855-QUOTE-ME. And you are going to be able to get a hold of the lowest rates you're going to find anywhere. He can craft a great plan for you. And if you're if you're young, if you're young, he's got great rates for you as well. And younger people always have an issue with auto insurance, for instance. But Matthew Mitchell has a way of uh, making this happen at a lower rate. Just hooked up with him on life insurance. So I have my car and my home all set up. And it's great to have a local guy who can do this for you, too. You know, cell phone number, everything else. And so you're able to call him whenever you need him. And I've done that many times. Sometimes I don't know where my insurance card is or something. And ask him to text it to me. So, I guess, um, do you want to go ahead and get this rolling here, buddy? Uh, we're going to get the, the, the camera closer. Gonna get, get a, I'm ready for my close-up. Good morning this morning. Don't forget about Mattress King 2, people. I know I haven't. One Mattress King on Facebook. Dan Hickey. I'm sorry, Jamie. I've been meaning to ask. Are you wearing shoes? No, Dan. I, uh, I've never worn shoes when I do the show. Not over at 97.1 and not over... Uh, Not over here either. For why? I, I think it, it it makes me it, it makes me feel more comfortable. It makes me feel looser. You think that's okay, man? I think you know, I get the, 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 the moving something something makes me want to move that to the side where I can see me and the and the great seal of a great state of Radio Free Almond. That, yeah. Okay. It's artistic framing. Matt does video for Gaslight. So I'm, I'm sitting here telling you how things should look. I don't know. Kind of have some nerve I have doing that. Hi, Kim Paris. Kim's going to be on tomorrow. Good to get out. I want to get you a regular. Uh, slot here. I'm trying to get Kim and Gia to have a show together on Radio Free All, but we're going to work that out, too. Can you guys see me okay? Is this good? This all right? You think this is a good uh, view? Okay. Perfect. 
Love Elton John. This is a great song, too. Gray Seal's a good one. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you should see that. Is this fine? It's good. What am I doing? I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. All right, good. Perfect. Good morning, this morning, everybody. Yeah, Elton John, man. I, 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 if I play this a little too long, they'll pull me off Facebook. I, I, I would need to talk over this. I'm sorry I'm talking over the great Elton John. I I, uh, I love this guy. He's a fantastic performer and an excellent musician and an amazing writer. Bernie Taupin helped him out a little bit, though, I have to say. That's great. That's great. And, and, and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is just an amazing, an amazing album. And, you know, we... I remember this because my sister and I used to uh, wash the dishes and sing along to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road when we were little, we were younger, teenagers. My sister, two years older than I am, uh, we were, uh, we still are, but she's in Alaska, but we were uh, thick as thieves, my sister and I. Beth. Elizabeth Allman, Beth Allman. Yeah, we were crazy teenagers, but we had a uh, great time together. But yeah, so we used to we used to do the dishes and listen to uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I mean, have you? I mean, even going way way back, like to. Hunky Chateau from 1972, and I mean, well, you go way back. And in listening to, watching him do this in concert is like amazing. So, I uh, are we okay over there, or Matt? What's up? Okay. Uh, when I saw him in concert, and he was and he was with Billy Joel, and boy, those two just absolutely incredible performers, both of them. And Billy Joel is himself amazing. So that the show opens with Elton John and. He's, he opens with Funeral for a Friend. I mean, that, that takes some balls, okay? Opening with Funeral for a Friend. Because it's a, it's a long song, and it's complicated, and it's, but it's a great song, but it's a long song. So Elton John opens with it. And I think we're okay right now, buddy. We're, we, I think we're good. 
So Elton John opens with the thing, Funeral for a Friend, and and then he gets done with it with Funeral for a Friend, gets up off of his bench where he played the piano and stands there like did you just see that people what, what did you just see me just mic drop and pull that off and we're like yeah we did buddy and that's what's great about him too he's got a lot of confidence a lot of a uh, lot of verve there why am I seeing the flag right now? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really confused over this thing. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't know uh, why I'm seeing that. I'm seeing, I'm seeing an American flag on my feed there. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what that is. So I got I to get this uh, rolling here. So... Um, Yeah, this is a great song too. It, it actually got overplayed on the radio, so you really you, you you lost the the fantastic nature of this song. See, they played it all the time, so you, it kind of lost its its verve. This is a good one too. I love this one. Now I know Spanish Harlem yeah. I don't know why I'm seeing all this stay tuned we'll be right back stuff and I'm seeing I'm seeing us on my on my feed on the uh, I'm gonna just turn this Facebook off because I, it's, it's really distracting me and I, I, I don't I, I don't I'm not seeing what's going what's really going on here this trash can dream come true so you stay tuned we'll be right back the edge, all the other stuff while people and run you through video rewinding and things like that so we're Not on though right okay, you guys can see me correct there's people out there like okay. you I thank the Lord there's people out there like you and that's true I do thank the Lord there are people out there like you because I had a situation where somebody messaged me not too long ago, and I think I was on some kind of uh, small government rant of some sort, you know, small government guy, you know, keep the government out of like your lives, and uh, talked about even about sometimes our, our liabilities as it relates to some of the entitlement programs out there. You know, entitlement programs actually make up probably about three quarters of our budget right now. And so people translate that into, oh, you just, you know, hate black people or hate welfare or whatever. And I've often defended the food stamp program and all that kind of stuff. But interestingly enough, somebody had uh, somebody had messaged me about the about unemployment. Like, well, I'm, I'm sure that uh, 
sure that as much as you talk, you conservatives are always ready to take government assistance when, when, it, when you, whenever you want, and you'll avail, avail it to yourself and everything else. And you know, because basically you pay into it, and the unemployment insurance thing, and, and, and companies pay it, and all that kind of stuff, and take it. From you, you usually would apply for unemployment when you are unemployed right away. So I did. I applied for unemployment. And it's weird because the problem is I don't know who fired me. I don't know whether it was MS or Intercom. So I was just taking a shot because Intercom didn't have my contract. They, they, they weren't overseeing me. They were in this process of transferring ownership and so they they Entercom really didn't control my contract. But they acted like they did and they were wrong. But they acted like they did and I didn't have a lawyer at the time because I didn't because they told me don't worry uh, it's all going to blow over. We'll have a problem if Sinclair does something, but otherwise we don't really care. This wasn't a big deal. It's just a bunch of people out there, and it'll die out. And it turns out, actually, it was a manufactured takedown. It was uh, manufactured out of Gateway Blend. Stacy Newman's stupid, dumb little stepson, Drew, was operating a... Uh, He's a, he's a software engineer, and he was operating out of Gateway Blend, and he was, uh, well, a lot of the bots, a lot of the tweet, Twitterers, Twitter accounts, and Facebook accounts that were slamming advertisers and slamming my station were absolutely fake. They weren't real. But we'll make we'll make the case on that one. But anyway... To my point, that's that's another case we're working on. But but to my point about the contract. So so the the marketing agreement really had Entercom as just simply taking over the station, but at the same time, at this at the same time, then uh, Emmis though still controlled my contract, and that that was in the agreement that was set up. With the with the FCC, and they said, you know, well, 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 they still have his contract, but but Entercom is just taking over the station. But in the meantime, Emmis really has his contract, so all's cool. And FCC is like, okay. But then when it came time for the firing and all that kind of stuff, Entercom was the one that was in charge. And I had an attorney; we'd have known that, but we didn't know that. Didn't know didn't know what they were doing. So they 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 had no authority actually to fire me at all. They had no authority. Emmis did. And we'll find out. Maybe Emmis secretly fired me and Entercom just said they did, but I don't know. So in in applying for unemployment, I uh I didn't know who to apply for unemployment with. The uh Emmis or Entercom. I didn't know cuz I didn't know who fired me. But anyway, went ahead with I, the first try with Emmis. So we went through this uh, 
this whole thing. Initially, I was I was uh, declined unemployment because I had a non compete in my contract. So, of course, I'm honest with them and actually talking to people like in the unemployment office, like talking to these people. It's like talking to a dog chained to the tree outside of Starbucks with the glassy eyes and that stare and wondering where a master is. It's like you feel like you're really talking to fairly IQ compromised people. But anyway, I was honest with them. I said, well, I have a, I, I'm right now in this flux. I have a, uh, I've been fired, uh, but I'm in, uh, but I have a contract still that says that I, I can't work at any other station for two years. And so I, uh, I did that. I said that, and but but I, you know, will you work anywhere else? Yeah, I, yeah, I can. It's you know, but I'm just telling you, I have a non-compete. So they're asking me what because usually, like in your job, well, can you work in your field? I said, well, no. And so then, next thing I know, they rejected me for unemployment because I can't work in my field, and because of because of a non-compete in my contract, they rejected that. So then I. Uh, finally get the attorneys involved in it and uh, and because we appeal it and we have a hearing on the matter like it's a like a it's like a hearing where you have this unemployment guy there and he's like asking you questions it's, it's like an on the record hearing proceeding and so I explained to him I go well because well, are you doing anything to help yourself? I go, yeah. I, I mean, I started my own business. I radio free almond. I'm trying, you know, my because I can't work in a non compete atmosphere at another radio station. I just started my own. I'm like, okay. And so, and of course, I, I have no real income. Any money I make. Right now, I'm spending. Like, for instance, I'm paying Matt. I'm paying Ryan. I'm renting the studio. And thanks to my current advertisers, I'm able to cover a lot of those expenses. Like the like the, we have Discovery Design Studios. They're covering the rent of the studio. And my other advertisers are covering the amount of money I spend, I, I pay Matt for his services here, which are great and worth every penny and probably not enough and uh, and then also just in, in Ryan and his help uh, as a as a as my marketing guy and as my my guru so to speak so uh, and then and then on you know uh, you know I had to I, I bought the computer that that we use for the stream I bought the stream app application and all these things. So, so generally, basically, I'm spending, uh, I'm spending more than I'm making. And but but eventually it'll change, obviously, because you know you start a new business. That's what you do. So then I learned uh, yesterday that they've rejected me for unemployment again, and their reason was because I started my own business. 
So, so I, I, I can't get unemployment because I didn't want to be unemployed, but I also wanted to keep going with what I was doing. And so I started my own business and I can't get unemployment from, from the state because I started my own business. And, and had I just been wallowing around and making these uh, kind of, uh, kind of, you know, uh, haphazard, I can apply to a radio station even though I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't work there. But actually, had I done that and just applied and said, here, I applied to there, applied to there, applied to there, applied to there, they said, no, I would get unemployment. I mean, I don't know how much it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know. At this point, if if I have to if I have to mess around with that, I don't need that I don't need that money. Tell you the truth, but I but you know what I mean. It's like it's like okay, enough of that crap. I'm not gonna you know uh, uh, deal with that. But it's it's a weird situation. Had I just been had I just sat on my ass, I would have gotten unemployment and 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 probably not. Sp- spend money and do all that kind of stuff and do do whatever I'm doing but I wouldn't be here either but I, but my focus wasn't collecting unemployment which is why I I didn't even consider any of that yeah I was actually probably wouldn't have bothered with it had I not been uh told I should and so I just kind of uh did that and 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 so and that was kind of a weird thing to be rejected for unemployment because uh, because I started my own business where I'm not making any money right now which is fine because I will be but, you know it's 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 a growing thing I've only been around since May and and I think we've done pretty well for for that matter and and I have uh resources as it is so it's fine but I'm just saying that it's it's kind of weird to actually because I, ju- I didn't want to just sit around and because I actually have a passion for what I do and a passion for all of you and a, and, and, a, and a passion for this business, I started my own business. And the state will have none of that. Well, you started your own business. So you're saying that had I just sat around and made these just these, these uh, routine phone calls, I would have gotten money? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's that's great. I mean, if, if if I have to take money from people like that, I don't want their money. You know, if I have to c- take money from a system like that, I, I don't I don't want it. So that's the story about all that. But anyway, to that point, I think the person who was uh, who was messaging me uh, was uh, uh, thank you, G. You're sweet. But but the person who was messaging me was trying to catch me in some kind of hypocrisy or whatever. Because I was taking public money, taking tax money, but the fact is, I'm really not, you know, because I because I can't, because I have uh, I started a business, which, you know, doesn't make any sense. But you know what? I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, I I've always um, it, it goes way back to just uh, resourcefulness that that I had even. As a kid, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, you didn't have, my parents didn't give me money. I mean, and and that's not a a bad thing. I'm not complaining. I'm not whining about it. I'm just saying that, you know, my my parents didn't give me money. (laughs) 
I, I laugh because it's like the idea of asking my mom for five dollars. She'd have been looking at me like, "What did you just say? Nothing." <laughs> you know, it's like kind of like because good knows we didn't have any friggin' money. You know, that's how it was. That's how it worked. We didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any any resources there. So, um, if I wanted money, if I wanted to play pinball, or if I wanted to a McDonald's hamburger, or I think I did steal a couple quarters from my mom when I was real little and went and bought baseball cards with it. I think I woke up one morning on a Saturday. I remember this because I feel so guilty about it. It was like I committed the crime of the century, went into her purse and got a, stole a quarter from her. Maybe a quarter and a nickel. Because I used the nickel to get a frozen Coke, and then I uh, used the rest to buy a couple packs of baseball cards. So it was about 30 cents I took from her out of her purse. Then I had to confess to it, you know, because I had frozen Coke all over my face. And how, how do you, how do you, how does a, how does a nine-year-old get a frozen Coke, you know, on his own? So I had to confess. But, but that was about it. But then, then eventually, you, you know, so, so I, I had to, um, worked at, you know, World News and sold newspapers there and, Worked at Frank and Helen's, you know, pizza as a busboy there. And so if I wanted something, I, I uh, <laughs> it's not too late to pay her back. No, I, I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I did already. But so I, so I, uh, so I've always, I've worked my whole life for everything I have. So uh, I would never like not work and, and never be in a situation where I would ever just, give in, you know, or anything like that, and, and I, uh, you know, and then, then after, in high school, it's kind of how I stayed out of trouble, working was good for me, and then I, uh, then I went to college and paid for college by working through college, that kept me out of trouble too, and so I just, I've never really, you know, I, 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 everything, that I have ever had have earned. So, you know, I, I've, I've been, that's always been my situation. I've always, uh, been proud of that and, and, uh, busted my ass really for everything. You know, I, I went, was in Wisconsin and then, uh, working a pretty nice job there for, uh, doing night TV reporting. And then I got an opportunity to work in St. Louis. And so I took the, uh, the overnight shift at channel four, and I was, I'd been, you know, I was basically four years into my marriage and had a, uh, yeah, Margaret, I didn't know a guy named Henry. Henry was my boss at World News. Great guy. Henry. But anyway, I, uh, so, so then, then at that point, too, I had, you know, uh, when at 1990 or so, then, then Ethan was born. And so I would work the overnight shift, and my wife worked at a bank. And so I'd come home at like 8 in the morning uh, on regular days. Uh, and then I would take care of Aiden all day, uh, and, you know, just kind of 
uh, he was he and I, you know, I put him. Be remember being out in uh, Richmond Heights, and he'd be on his uh, his little bouncy chair. Remember those little bouncy? Those they were back in the day. Now they have such newfangled things. There's these little, it's like a little thing on a wire, like on a wire uh, frame, and there's a little bouncy thing. And I used to be outside working outside, and I just sit him on a little bouncy chair. He and I hung out all day, every day. And then I, uh, then I finally, but I, but I, I didn't want to just do overnight. So I decided I was going to work through the, uh, through. Like, so on, on weekends, when I didn't have to take care of Ethan, I would stay. So I, I would get off of my shift at 8, and I would beg them to send me out onto the street to do a, uh, to, to, to reporting so I could have a report and show them that I, what I could do. And so I would report and I would work there until three or four in the afternoon, but I had a report on the air and, and, and often and I just, I didn't get paid overtime because I was a part-time employer, employee, so I didn't get paid overtime, but I didn't, it wasn't bothering me then either. And then I would do the, that, and then I would go back home. Get, get some sleep and wake back up again and there I was back in at 11 o'clock and do the same thing on a Sunday and finally they got me, my reporting got me off the overnight shift and into the reporting stream and then I finally got a contract in like in 1992 and uh, did that and then, then created my own niche as an investigative reporter and did that uh, then got into radio and did all that, and I always sought opportunities and, and never never slowed down and stopped. So when all this stuff happened, there was no way that that I was going to uh, not keep the brand. There was no it wasn't it wasn't a pride issue, although being cut loose by two different employers and having uh, individuals celebrate your demise because they created it is is tough but also I, I determined they weren't going to shut me up either so they weren't going to they weren't going to I wasn't going to just sit there I know they thought I was because I, I know that they had a uh, I know they had a because um, their their little severance package and Everything you guys know the story about that anyway. The little severance package was, I would take the money, but I would also publicly say that we agreed to part ways. And I said, I'm not agreeing to part ways. I'm not cutting some kind of deal with you. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna let you make me cut my brand, abandon my audience. I'm gonna make you do it. So have some balls and fire me if that's what you want to have happen. But I'm not going to sit here and surrender to you. It's not going to. It's not going to happen in a million years, and I don't need your money. So I made him do that, and you all know that. You all know the story with all that kind of thing, uh, and and and, uh, and and that's how that that worked. And and really, in the end, I'd worked too hard to have it all taken away from me. Anyway, I worked too hard to to. To build this brand, to to be who I am and, and and what I've done, and there wasn't any way anybody was going to take that away from me, especially people like that, you know. Um, 
That was not a chance in hell that was going to happen. So that's why I so so I had to start Radio Free Allman. It was it, it, it because it was it was in my blood. It was it, it was what I do. It's kind of this is what I do. I I, I had to. And so I, I did. So I didn't really need the. So long and short of it is, though, it's interesting the whole situation. And I'm not complaining about uh, the unemployment situation. I just thought that was interesting that that. First, they rejected me because they had a non-compete in my contract. And then when I went back and appealed it, they rejected me. Oh, because I, I, they, I started my own business. Because when I, when I first applied, I hadn't RFA wasn't up. And then the next time it was, and, and because I was honest with them and said I started my own business, they're like, oh, you started your own business. We can, we're not going to give you unemployment. I'm like, okay. You know. And at that point, people, you know what I'm saying. I mean, at that point, why? You know, why bother? You know, I've never had to be dependent on people to dictate my future in the past. Why would I? Why would I bother with these people? You know, at this at this level. And I, I just am uh, blessed with uh, all of you and your support and the support of people who have. Uh, Stepped up to advertise on the show, and so with all that, I don't need any outside forces to uh, to to deal with to give me anything or to to support me in, on that level. Although I'm getting a lot of support from all of you and from my family and everything else, so I'm I, I am getting help from outside forces. But these aren't these are forces that are uh, loving. Forces. These aren't forces that are governmental or what have you. So, I uh, I appreciate that a lot. And and people are asking, well, have you thought? Of, are you working with other stations? I actually am uh, talking with other stations, and, and and but but I can't really do anything right now. And, and the other thing is, there's one station I'm talking to. And, and and I've been unleashed. My lawyers are like, do what you want to do. If they don't like it, whatever. But uh, if you want to work at another radio station, then do it. Um, and and uh, but they won't. They're too scared. They're afraid they're going to get sued by Intercom because they hired me. So. Uh, we've got we got a situation now where I I, I, I have uh, honestly it's real it's really kind of weird, and again I'm not complaining and whining about it I'm just telling you guys because a lot of people ask me like what's the status of the situation and it's like the bottom line is uh, apparently I was so offensive to the radio station that I could not work there anymore according to them, but they won't let me work anywhere else. So, so apparently I was I was so horrible that I I couldn't be on the air over there, and it was in, an intolerable situation to have me on the air because heaven forbid Stacy Newman and her flying monkeys would all be pissed off about it. But I can't work anywhere else either. Because my contract says I can't. Instead of saying, yeah, we hate you, so get out of here and do whatever you want. They're like, we hate you, but we're not going to let anybody else 
we're not going to let anybody else uh, uh, love you. We're not going to let anybody else be 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 there for you. We're not. We're not. We're not we hate you, but we're not going to let you work anywhere else. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. But you know, because I I abide by my contract, I'm not. But even if I didn't want to really do it. And I wanted to go forward and say, you know what? Screw these people. They can't tell me I can't make a living. The other people are too scared because in this litigious society, they're afraid that they'll get sued by cooperating with me. So it's kind of one of those things. that, that And that's why we're in litigation right now. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And, and that's why we're going to uh, hopefully prevail in the situation. And we're right now in a uh, – in a situation where we're doing um, arbitration, that kind of thing. So that's what that's what we're up to. But that's why I'm fighting this. And so now a lot of you know why, for instance, <laughs> on Sunday, when this guy decided he was going to take another dip into the let's run Allman out of town and go after his advertisers, that's why it was like, Two seconds and I was on his ass. And so were all of you. Because if I, it, because, because I, I said uh, to everybody, I said, if you think I'm going to let this happen again, you're out of your mind. And I'll, I'll, I'll fully force pain on you for trying this again. And I also informed him, and, and this is why I, because being attacked, I went a little crazy. I also informed him. I said, "Right now, first of all, I know who you are. You are one of the proprietors of a community radio station here, and you're going on Facebook right now and saying that I threatened to rape a child." And I swear I will take everything you own. For libeling me on Facebook. I don't care who you are. You repeat that lie like Stacey Newman did and others did in an attempt to separate me from my financial contracts. I am fighting you. I am going after you. Somebody suggested Oh, you know, he's maybe you had him on the air have a have a nice debate. I'm like, I'm not debating this jackass. The only debate I'll ever have with him is in court. When I'm taking his house. So so again, uh I, I do have my limits, all right? I, I have I will be cooperative in terms of going through the regular channels, but I'll tell you one thing. When I saw that happen on Sunday, I I was I was like, this is not happening again. I'm not going to let this happen again. And so that's how that's how this whole thing is going down. I'm not letting this happen again. And so I didn't. And you all helped me. We drown those left-wing stooges like helpless rats in a matter of hours. It was great. You guys were fantastic. Scooter representing myself in court. No, uh, I, I have lawyers. I have I have attorneys, so I'm not representing myself. Believe me, and I have good ones too. 
Kevin Whiteley and David Corum and these guys. They, these guys are good attorneys. And so the first the first round is there. Second round will be coming in about a month and a half or so. And then the third round will come come springtime. That'll be just icing on the cake, but yeah. Um, but it's but that's that's where I'm at right now. But it's it's kind of a long story. But I'm just telling you the background on this whole thing and, and why, uh, and, and and why Sunday happened. But also, but but just just why I, I've I've worked too hard to have uh, people just take things away from me because I voted for Donald Trump. I, I, it just is, it's just not going to happen, and, and, I, and I won't let it. So that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm looking at my video, man. I keep seeing my, my phone must be crazy because I'm looking at the video from the from the here, and uh, I'm, I'm seeing it's kind of, kind of back, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's back time or whatever. Anyway. But, but I think the system, it's weird, the unemployment system apparently in, encourages uh, – uh, Eric Hall, his name is, Jim. Uh, I think the system encourages uh, you to not do anything. I don't know why, but I think it encourages you to, to, to not uh, – like to collect unemployment. Uh, you you – um, you have to, I guess, at some point, uh, not work. <laughs> so, and, and I was, I was, uh, and, and and so I was. So, to, the fact that I started my own business is what prevented me from getting unemployment. That's okay, you know. It's at that point you're just like, all right, whatever, let's move on, see what I can do, uh, and and uh, and and build it all back up again. And in the meantime, though. This will be the, the 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 second phase of what I'm up to uh, is going to be pretty big. At that point, I think it'll be kind of one of those things where uh, where Rush and those guys will be talking about it, and, and and it'll 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 be a good thing for us in this movement to where we where we have finally someone who was saying, you know what, uh, kind of had enough. I've had had enough, and we're not. We're not taking this anymore, and we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna take this right as far as we can go, and we're gonna fight for the other people out there. Because right now, what you have is you have a mob that is out there finding it way too easy to take people out. And then on top of that, though, I you know I I, it, I it's so ironic that here I am, a person who defended all these crazy wackos when they did crazy wacko things. And uh, it's, but then, then, then this happens. But it's got to be a, there's got to be a reason for it. I imagine, you know, it's kind of one of those, uh, those deals. So, thanks for listening uh, to all of that. Did you guys know that the? Uh, did you guys see how there's so much guilt by association out there regarding President Trump? Josh Ernst, did they violate your contract, Jamie? Yeah, you bet your ass they did, <laughs> big time. 
big time on a, on a number of levels. That's that's why I'm suing them uh, for for multiple violations of my contract, multiple violations of their own limited marketing agreement that they made with Emmis. I mean, it was on down the line. And so, yeah, yes, they did. So we are uh, we are uh, absolutely going after them on multiple violations of the contract. By the way, it's weird because you know, and then plus in the in the court realm, the it's crazy because the the the, the date for our trial of this on this is July first, two thousand nineteen. So it's basically a full year from now that this is this thing is uh, slated for for trial. Yeah, Josh, I did have a contract, which is why, like you know, uh, generally Missouri is one of those places where you could just be fired at will and don't even have to explain. And and, uh, and so, but I had a contract, so that changes the story. And and do you know, by the way, uh, really quickly, that they never explained to me why I was fired. I, I learned why I was fired by suing them, and in the, in their in their court filing, in response to the suit, that's when I learned why I was fired. They never told me why I was fired. And that also, by the way, is a violation of state law. But they've done they've violated so many laws in the in this process, you know. It's also it's also uh a violation of the law to purport to be a company when you're not even registered. As that company, what's it's just another thing. It's also a violation of my contract not to actually send me whatever they were sending me through my email, my company email. But they didn't do that because they cut me out of it. So yeah, on, on down the line. But yeah, so kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So they did, and 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 uh, and these companies though do this all the time. I don't know whether you saw what happened with Sinclair and, and their merger thing. They just they just basically just outright lied uh, to to the FCC in their filings. These companies do that this routinely. This filing that that Entercom made uh, with with the FCC is is full of lies. I mean they, and they just do it just yeah, right yeah we did have somebody from MS on the premises uh, and and like no you didn't. I mean, and they routinely lie to the FCC because these companies can get away with it. I think, I think that, I think that the Sinclair folks thought they were going to get away with it because they're so-called conservatives and and friendly to the Trump administration. You know, they're really sloppy about it and they're really bad about it, and they hire really bad people and. Their broadcasts are terrible, and they're, they're just very small market and very down market productions and things like that. I mean, hell, I was doing that Almond Report show. There were like four of us. 
<laughs> doing that show. But anyway, they, but but they they I think they thought that they were going to get a pass from the FCC because oh the FCC is run by that guy and we're friendly to the uh, we're friendly to the to the uh, to to the uh, Trump administration. Hell, they're not going to they're not going to ruin this for us, and they did. And believe me, Entercom is no friend of the Trump administration. So if the FCC will do that to a friend of the Trump administration, what do you think they're to do to a bunch of uh, chino pants wearing liberals at Entercom there on the East Coast? What do you think they're going to do there if they find out that they have they have uh, violated or lied to the FCC in their filings? And, and we may, we actually, by the way. My lawyers filed a complaint with the FCC, so we have made a, a formal legal complaint about their own filings. And the merger between Entercom and Emmis has not formally happened yet. I hope I, I don't know whether you guys realize it or not, but 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 there, but that but it is not it has been stalled by our filing there's not a there's not a formal transference of emmis to entercom that that's actually not officially happened yet they gave they gave it preliminary approval but it hasn't officially happened yet. i don't know whether you realize it or not and there's and there's still a uh, there's still a chance the stream is down is is that right uh, Matt, can you check the stream? It stream doesn't look down to me, so some of you might have a problem on your phones, or other people might have a uh, problem on the phone. Uh, but the uh, the filing, there's a chance the FCC could say could could block this transfer. There's there's a, there's a there's a chance that they could block the transfer. And I don't know. You can buy Tracy. You can buy at uh, RadioFreeAlman.com. RadioFreeAlman.com. You can buy the hat that I'm wearing, and you can buy the tees, and uh, and you can buy the the tanks, the brand new colors. Thanks to Gia who suggested them, so you can have uh, that on there as well. Uh, and at RadioFreeAlman.com. And Patrick says on a PC it's down, so uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know iPad not picking up the stream, so there must be something with the with the. What's that? Yeah, you, your 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 app. You mean the app, man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the app is, that's working totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, you know that's that's the just that's just our lot right now, and we'll it'll it'll change uh, once we get the. Uh, Ready for Almond 2.0 up, and then uh, ultimately, hopefully, what I'm going to be efforting in is is uh, we'll have another way for you to to listen and wa- uh, listen to the show, and then as we'll be on a dial somewhere, so we'll have that going for us too. So we'll have a, multiple ways. But yeah, we've got uh, we've got we got lots of stuff going on. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really interesting fall, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of me. Uh, you can we'll be making some news in, in the fall, so come October, and that's going to be uh, be a, a good one. 
I think. But we're still we're still working on stuff, and we're still doing this. And I I have to tell you that that I. Uh, I couldn't do this and we couldn't do this without each other. I couldn't do this without you. I couldn't we, – we couldn't keep this up. And, and we're fighters. We're people who uh, – you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're right, it's okay. I mean, you know, as long as you're telling the truth and you're honest about it, it's okay. And I, if that, if that, that's, you know, it's really easy when, when you are – Coming from a standpoint of uh, of being correct, it's harder when you're kind of trying to fight something, and you know, you yourself are not you're not locked down, you're not buttoned up about it. But we are, so be good. Thanks, thanks you guys a, a ton. And people are uh, say, well, are you still? Do you have a contact? I really don't have any contact with people. I will be among. A lot of other people, a lot of celebrities tonight. Uh, if you guys can make it, uh, Ben wants me to start up ninety-seven point two. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. You never know. You never know. So tonight at it's going to be that little area there, Brio and Bravo. No, it's not. It's Bravo and McCormick and Schmicks or whatever that is. And there's another restaurant over there. And it's right there at Chesterfield Mall. And so we are doing a celebrity event uh, for the Crisis Nursery. And it and it's a uh, celebrity waiter event there. So if you can come out, I need to find more information about that, too, by the way. need to. Uh, let me see here real quick. Um, text Carl and ask him really quickly. Carl Lund, my friend. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, okay. So I'm, I, uh, <laughs> I tried to get, I, I, Aiden just texted me and told me that he's, I've really tried with this. He's, it's picture day today and, uh, put his outfit together and, Put a put a pocket square in his in his jacket, and he says that uh, first of all it doesn't go, and I said they're not supposed to go. They're supposed to be you know flashes of color, little flashes here, flashes there, and uh, and then he says uh, nobody else, including the teachers, has one. I'm like, all right. I, I'll talk to him a little bit about that later on, about how it doesn't matter what the other people are doing. It shouldn't make a difference, but I'll do whatever he... It's his picture. Uh, you know, it's him. So I'm going to let him I'm gonna let him do what he wants. I'll, I, I tried. I made a run at it, and I'll let him uh, do uh, what what he wants with that, let him make his own decision on that. I, I just I laid it out there, and he can decide. But he's he has rejected the pocket square. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. I love you. Happy picture to you. But anyway, we'll be out there tonight. I'll give you more. De- I'll put some details about it up on the uh, Facebook page because I, I I I don't have all the details. I just know I'm supposed to be there like at five. So I'll I'll be there. And, and and it's celebrity waiter night, and I, I and we're raising money for the uh, for the crisis nursery, so that'll be fun. 
So I'll see you there if you if you if you can if you can make it out there. I really uh, uh, I really appreciate uh, you doing that. So thank you for all for your for your assistance and your help and your support. And uh, we're going to make this uh, we're going to make this happen. And it's going to be a, a very interesting run. I will tell you that. I can't really remember exactly. Uh, West County Center. Yeah, that's right. What did I say? Chesterfield Mall. Tracy Ellis just corrected me. Yes, it's West County Mail, uh, Center. It's the, it's the it's the big dove. It's right there at 270 in Manchester. Thank you, Tracy. I almost almost uh, screwed that up. Yeah, West County Center. Nice little area there. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a th- those restaurants right there are nice. That little Bravo place is a pretty good restaurant, and they have another restaurant, McCormick and Schmidt's there. Then they have one other restaurant there that's pr- that's pretty good, but it's celebrity waiter night. So, Tracy, you're going to be there. If you're going to be there, great. If you guys can make it, uh, fantastic. We'll see you out there. Be hanging out there with other celebrities who I haven't really run into. Nobody, nobody really, uh, nobody from the industry talks to me anymore. Uh, let's see. I think I've, I think Nick Zervos, who I used to work at Channel Four. Uh, Talk to him every once in a while, but nobody from the nobody really from the radio business or the other. Uh, radio business. Yeah, Richard, he rejected the pocket square. That's a that's a thing that need that needs a little more. You know, I wear wear one all the time and wore one all the time. I love them and do. But uh, uh, Jay Gilbert, that's right, Gia. Yeah, how did I miss that? Jay Gilbert, it's a pretty good place too. So. Tracy won't be there. Her son's coming from California. God love him. TracyEllis.com. And thank you, Tracy. Tracy's been a huge help to me and actually helped me seal the deal on the Golden Oak Lending guys. And that's that's a big deal. So, that, you know, all the, we all working together. All this is a big help. And, and we've got our little – we got a family here, and, and we continue on. Common Sense Radio prevails. Speaking of that, did you see this? Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back because we, you know we're seeing all this guilt by association and 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 you know that Cohen. I hope you know. You realize this is this was all because they had his ass in a sling over these taxi cab medallions, right, and other tax issues and things. And so the anti-Trump prosecutors and the others. Uh, Ben's asking me, do I still play nice with others? What do you think, Ben? Why are you asking me that? What do you think? Of course I do. I always have. So anyway, uh, Cohen and the others have have all – he has – he pleaded guilty to these other charges that they're trying to relate to Trump. Only as a favor to Mueller and the prosecutors. Only as a favor to them. Uh, because that's the only thing they have to kind of insinuate some nefariousness on the part of President Trump. So all this other stuff is what they had Cohen about on, and he throw them a bone in exchange for lighter treatment on this other stuff. Because these prosecutors have been desperate to try to come up with something they could hang on President Trump, something that could keep their lead balloon afloat. 
which is why the Manafort thing happened. These charges that they had and they indicted him on, he's convicted on, they did the same thing 10 years ago and it didn't it, it they didn't care, it didn't work. But they're doing it now because they need something. Mueller needs something. And and, and now suddenly they're talking about impeachment of the president. And, and and of course this is why the left why they are so unintelligent. Because what do they think's going we're all going to do when they start reminding us what's at stake in November? When they when they start reminding us this is why I don't these guys are these guys have no game. Like I'd love to play poker with these guys. Yeah, we're if we take over the House, we're going to impeach the president. I'm like, thanks for the warning. Thanks for telling us. Because because now we're going to we're gonna bus each other to the polls now. If there's any doubt in any conservative's mind or Trump supporters' mind whether they would bother uh, they, whether whether they would bother going to the polls in November, you've just given us every reason on earth to go to the polls in November. You've just basically warned us what is at stake if you take power. Yeah, you know what we're going to do when we take over the House. We're going to impeach Donald Trump. I'm like, wow, really? Oh. Well, then we're going to do everything in our power, in our earthly, godly power, to prevent you from winning the House. At this point, they've just simply galvanized thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Trump supporters to make sure they get their butts to the polls in November. Trump will never be impeached because the – thank you, Paula. Appreciate you very much. Uh, because the Senate's never going to be taken over by Democrats, so this the Senate's not going to vote to impeach the president, and and the House maybe, but I mean, believe me, if there's like one Republican who is involved in that, they'll that'll be the end of them. But nonetheless, now we have all the more reason to go to the polls in November and make sure that Democrats don't take over the House. Because they've just told us what their plan is and and the impeachment stuff. And this also gives you a great indication, folks, of how the the concern that these individuals have for this country. And I'll recall the days of Bill Clinton and that situation with the intern. And there were people calling for Clinton's impeachment. And, in fact, they were – Wrote up the articles and voted, on it. but but I didn't I didn't want Clinton impeached. I don't I don't I didn't want a president of the United States impeached. I mean, unless there was some, and obviously this was a terrible thing that he did. And 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 but 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 my goodness, that it's so draconian and so bad for the country. It, it's so bad for our, our, our position in the world and everything else. You impeach a president. Imagine the consequences of, of such a thing. Imagine what message that sends to the rest of the world and what message that sends to, well, the economy. 
you, 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 you'll bring this country into a state of collapse by impeaching a president. It's, it's a horrible idea. And yet the Democrats and Maxine Waters and all those people, they, they, they see nothing wrong with that. With that. No, and, and only because they disagree with President Trump. They know President Trump isn't a threat to this country. They know he's not racist. They know he's not a misogynist. They know that this country isn't coming to an end. Hell, we, you're looking at the, the, the bull market run that has been going on out there for, for the, the longest in history right now. And, and, and the bull market run is largely because of retail booms. And the retail booms, like for instance at Target and Walmart and beyond, are largely because people are spending money. And people are spending money largely because they have more of it. And people have more money largely because businesses are paying them more and hiring more people and spending more. And businesses are doing that largely because of the economic policies of the man right now the Democrats are trying or saying they're going to impeach because he's going after MS-13 gang members. That's the only reason I can, I'm hearing from them because it can, certainly can't be the economy that is enveloping people who otherwise have never been enveloped in the economy, people who otherwise have never seen higher wages or higher earnings had never been able to go out and go ahead and buy that suit or get that thing at target. They've always wanted or buy that car or whatever. They've never seen this before. And yet this, the guy who largely is responsible for kicking this into gear is the guy that the Democrats want to impeach they want, they want to remove him from office. And believe me, in the background, there are Republicans out there who would gladly cooperate with this thing. Because as I told you earlier, folks, I told you before, the Republicans and the Democrats, they do not like what's going on. There are some Republicans who like what's going on because it's helping them win elections. I mean, so I, so I get that, but they do not like this. This success that we're seeing, both abroad and domestically with our economy, is driving them crazy. Bill Crystal is out of his mind right now. They, they, they all they have is this Cohen. Payoff collusion stuff. It's all. That's why they're. That's why they're clinging to this thing. That's why all day, every day. That's all you hear about. When when most Americans don't know who Cohen is or Manafort for that matter, and don't care. They don't care who Stormy Daniels is. The only person that really gives a rip about that is Melania. Believe me. But most people don't care. So that's why they're, they're, they're obsessing over this thing. That's why when Duncan Hunter gets indicted for campaign contributions, the lead line is always, President, one of President Trump's first supporters is blah, 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 blah. 
because they, they, they can't tolerate this. And you know what? To tell you the truth, there are people on Fox News who are just as bad as people on NBC News. Because, and, and then there are people in my industry in conservative talk who are as bad as any left winger out there. Because these people all are writing their books and doing this and doing that and, 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 and scaring you and telling you the world's coming to an end and telling you everybody's out to do this to you and do that to you. And so happy Americans uh, do not make happy book writers and happy politicians. They don't like this stuff. They don't like your happy ass. Turn that smile into a frown. They're, they're the opposite of turn that frown upside down. They want you to frown. They want you to be angry. They want you to be fearful because that's their industry. That's how they make things happen. That's how they, that's how they, 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 they get, that's how they exist. So, of course, they're obsessing over minor things. Of course, Mueller who is spending all of his time what I don't even know what the hell the guy's doing is is the has the Manafort stuff where 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 you know uh, a guy who otherwise would would never have been convinced they would never have found anything that Manafort did if it weren't for the Mueller investigation this guy got away with everything he's been doing uh, if it, it illegal or not for decades without anybody discovering it so that's how important that is. I mean, so it's it's they're trying to retroactively adjust a wrong that was committed against them with the election of Donald Trump. It's driving him crazy. And I'm sorry, but this uh, now these guys are all you know uh, some of these guys like this this um, what's his name Shafitz? Who's the guy on? Um, on Fox right now. He filled in for Tucker last night. And uh, and he's a... Uh, I, I forgot his name, but I, I hope you guys can... Chaffetz, or I thought it was something... And he's like, you know, the, the newest rock star out there on Fox. This guy hated Donald Trump. This is... I, 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 uh, Chaffetz, yeah. Jason Chaffetz, yeah. This guy hated Donald Trump. You remember that? You remember when he had his big TV commercial or whatever, when it was, and, and 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 he wanted Trump to leave the ticket. He, when 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 this happened, uh, and, and, and when the whole thing with the with the bus, the NBC bus happened, to leave the ticket. He was. Um, so and and now we have to li- have listen to him filling in for for uh Tucker Carlson and now he's writing it now now we're now we're supposed to buy his book. I think like, you got to be kidding me. Ben Shapiro is the same way. Suddenly Ben Shapiro is all over the place. Can't stand that guy. He's a never trumper. He hates Trump supporters. And 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 and, and he if he had the chance he would tell you that. And now he's now he's running his you know campus freedom of speech racket that he's got going. But other than that, and 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 I, I just I can't 
tolerate the guy. Not too long ago when when uh, President Trump was here for the Granite City Steel thing, uh, there was Rodney Davis acting like he's been a long – Congressman Rodney Davis acting like he's been the longtime friend of Donald Trump. You know, when, when, when if Rodney Davis had his choice, Hillary Clinton would be president of the United States. But now we're going to put up with watching Rodney Davis congratulate himself for, uh, for President Trump coming in and, and, and rekindling the coal industry. There's Rodney Davis. Yeah, I've always liked, I've always liked President Trump, you know. He's always stood up for the uh, southern Illinois coal miner. I'm like, dude. I remember interviewing you when you uh, said that uh, that President Trump should should not be the nominee and that you would not vote for him. I remember that. Now, again, now Kim is pointing out perhaps the conversions are genuine. Yeah, I mean, listen, anytime you can be converted uh, and, and you're on our side now, great. I'm I, I'm glad. But 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 it still doesn't take away this this knowledge in the back of your mind that had they had their way, President Trump would not be president of the United States. So the only reason there's a conversion is because it's it's uh, it's commercially viable for them. And so I, so I, you know again, I, and I'm I'm not I'm not bitter. I just you just need to watch out for some of these people because because ultimately they're not. They're they're kind of gritting their teeth and telling you what's going on. Like Dana Perino is another example of that. They're like, you know, uh, this economy's really going great. Damn it! It's like you know, you can tell. But you know, again, I I don't want to. I don't want bad things to happen to anybody. But I I will tell you that sometimes I'm like, okay, I remember you. I know what you were up to. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, anyway, I, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it too much against him. I'm I'm going to uh, see if I can uh, see if I can get uh, myself back in order and just uh, and just relax. I'm not gonna worry about it. But just remember some of these names and remember that there are a lot of people out there who don't like what's going on who don't like the success of president trump who don't like the success of this country the democrats we know okay we know, anybody who who is suddenly their response to this amazing uh this 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 amazing economy and and, and what's going on in the world uh, they we we already their responses to want to impeach the president, that's, that's crazy. But you're going to get that from the Democrats. But keep in mind, watch out for some of these conservatives or these Republicans and these folks who really don't like what's going on. Because they already have theirs. They don't have to worry. They're just worried about managing what they're taking from you. They already have their little nugget. So they're going to they're going to, you know, essentially they, things when they're back in chaos, that's when they're most most comfortable. Not when we're most comfortable, though, but when they are. Yeah. Live from the Discovery Design Studios, 
DiscoveryDesignInc.com. Yep, Melanie, the swamp wants us to stay on the plantation, too. They absolutely do. I am going to see Dr. Deputy this morning at his Chesterfield office. And it's going to be great because... Because I, I've had this thing in my back. I don't know what it is. And I've been like, like a knot or something. And uh, even though know, the plane back from Italy, I had this ball and I stuck in my back. Just driving me nuts. And then, and then I had... And now it's gotten to the point where now my fingers are numb. So I'm like, all right, I need somebody to just step on me or do something. Bend my body, just break my back or do do something. I need I need Dr. DePuty is what I need. And he'll take care of it. DeputyWellness.com. He's another great sponsor of the Radio Free Element show. Or will officially be. But he gets, he gets a show going, too, on the network. So I'm going to do, uh, do that. And, and, and it's, Mary, yeah, it might be stress. I don't know. I, I, it really, I haven't been, oh, I don't know. I say I haven't been stressed. I don't know. Maybe I have, but I just don't know it. But he'll do. He'll do. He'll help you out with all kinds of things. It's not. It's not. It's not just the chiropractic element there, but it's all tied to your spinal cord anyway. Stomach issues, sinus issues, migraine headaches. He can help with PTSD, ADD, ADHD, all those things. It's not about pills. I mean, there are some people who still need medication. It's not the moment. He's not. A, he's not a witch doctor. They have the one out there uh, off of Fifty Five, and uh, I go to the one out in Chesterfield. A golf club will help a lot, or a fishing pole. Let me tell you something, Dan. Um, I don't know whether that means that the golf club to like rub my back, but. believe me, carrying my dad's 1971 Naga Hyde golf bag with the irons in it will not help my back. Fishing is something I really want to do. Art, it's NaputiWellness.com. Fishing, though, i got to tell you, man, I've been meaning to do that. I love fishing. I just don't do enough of it and don't get out much. And I, I, There's a little fly fishing operation next to uh, uh, where I live, and I need to get, I get there. Now, fishing is where it's fishing is is the way to go. That's what uh, that's what uh, that's what I want to do. Where where is a good fishing place around here? Like, where do you guys go when you go when you, when you can basically just put some stuff in the back of the car or the back of the truck or the back of the jeep and drive someplace easily? Where do you go? Where there, where there are fish, and and uh, and or do uh, like uh, just to throw a pole in and just sit there for a little while and do whatever. 
Fly fishing is a little more is a little more of an operation because that's where you got to go and get everything out and and you got to be more regiment. I mean, you got to be a little more organized to do fly fishing. Bush wildlife, okay. Get out there, find a place out there and fish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna think. You know, I guess now is a now is a good uh, cook station. Okay, Dan, close to Miramax Springs. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll do that a little bit. Me and take the kids out there and uh, and do that. Fly fishing is a good hobby too, because you, you, when you fly fish, although I'm not talking about fly fishing out there, but um, yeah, Laura Liz, I saw Newtown people out there fishing the other night. What happened? You know what happened is Newtown was kind of crazy. For a while there, there people, somebody out there was telling me the story about how these guys would all come in, and again, I don't, uh, I don't want to be too, uh, I don't, don't call me a racist or anything for saying this, but there, are, it, it looked basically like about Kim Parrott, Red Lobster. <laughs> uh, it looked like like there were a couple of truckloads of Hispanic males who would drive into Newtown and just drain the Newtown waterways of fish and leave. Like, they didn't live there. They'd come in and they'd... I can hardly blame them, though, you know. If you you want some easy food or whatever, and grilling fish and doing all that is, is, uh, is fun. But I think when you don't live there... And you just kind of are going in there every day to the point where you're there are no longer any fish in the lake because dozens of you decided to hop off your pickup trucks and and go fishing and leave. That that that's generally frowned upon. But yeah, they they uh, they were doing that at Newtown. So apparently there are a lot of fish there now. Now I think they are. Uh, now I think they are. Uh, they're restocked it and everything else. Yeah, no, Melanie, they're not dumb at all. You can go where, go where the food is. Kind of like the question, like when they asked, uh, uh, "Why do you rob banks?" Like that's where the money is. Not going to rob a storage bin. Rob a bank. That's where the money is. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's I don't say that. That's what they say. Fishing. I love that. When I was a kid in Lewis Park. We used to go to uh, Lewis Park after school, and if we had, you know, like we 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 bring our lunches with us to to school, and oftentimes it might have been like a bologna sandwich or something like that. And if we were going to go fishing, we would uh, we would not we'd save the bologna, and then go to go to uh, to Lewis Park, and we would take a we'd have a string, and the string would have a paper clip on the end of it. And we would put bologna on the paperclip, and I'll be darned if we didn't snatch up sunfish and, and, and bluegill and all that kind of stuff on a regular basis there. I mean, we threw them back because we were like little kids. We didn't know what we wouldn't know what to do with a fish if we, you know, we didn't put a stringer on or anything. We'd just go there and and uh, and lay on our stomachs on the on the edge of the that little pond there and man they and but the, i don't know i never understood I, it was always confounding to me that the fish would would like bologna but they did 
sometimes you could even if you had the American cheese, if you balled it up, you know, you balled it up enough when it got because it got uh, warm, you ball it up and you uh, put it on the edge of that thing. They'll eat that too. Something tells me that I th- I think had we put nothing on the paperclip, they might have even gone after that. Because I mean, I, we never even tried that. Now in hindsight, I'm thinking, you know, we didn't. We probably didn't even need bologna. These damn things were so hungry; they just were. We could put a, like a, you know, a stick in there, and they they'd do it. Speaking of sticks, this is another thing you do. You uh, there's a there's a little uh, pond at Oak Knoll Park, and we were there once with the kids, and found these sticks, these these things with with bubble gum on them. Or it was some configuration that had bubble gum on it. And apparently you can and we just took the sticks and 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 put them in um into the Oak Knoll Park pond. And I'll be darned if we didn't pull out a bunch of these uh crawdaddies. Crawdads. Or whatever they were. I think they were crawdads. And and that could be and they because they're they're uh their their pinchers would stick stick on the on the bubble gum and they couldn't get off. You you could pull them off on that, but you could but if you really wanted to do like a crawfish boil, you you could uh, you could do that pretty easy. I'm not quite sure I'd do a crawfish boil with stuff out of that place, but nonetheless it was easy to do. John thinks I ought to buy a radio tower. Dude, I you know what I would like to do? I would like to stop spending money and make some. That's kind of where I, where I'm at right now. So I'm I'm kind of in the mode of uh, of making money right now as opposed to spending it. Interesting article here uh, about uh, all the president's criminal friends. Okay, and people are making a lot of hay out of the Cohen thing and the Manafort thing, and it's pacifying a, a lot of people on the left. And it's making a lot of never Trumpers happy too to see all this and do the I told you so and Trump's a criminal and he's nefarious and he's this and he's that. But they uh they they're making hay out of this thing, even though Cohen is is certainly not a credible witness or or a credible person at all. And Manafort, if they had anything, they would already have uh they would already have laid it out and Manafort wouldn't be going to prison for the rest of his life if he had something and he has nothing. As I said yesterday, the time to, uh, the, 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 the time to deal is not after you've been convicted and you're awaiting sentencing. So if, if Manafort had anything to deal, he would have dealt it already. And he didn't have anything, which is why he's been tried, in my opinion, wrongly tried, but tried, convicted, and is now on his way to to dying in prison. If he had anything, we'd have seen it by now. And Mueller would have – it would have been leaked already. I'm telling you, it would have been leaked already. How do you think, for instance, the – uh, president's attorney when he was uh, he cooperated with with Mueller and apparently the news media at the time 
was uh, yeah, Kevin. I was talking about. I was been talking with CRTV uh, and 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 Clash Daily TV. We're working on too. It's it's just a work in progress. But but when that story first broke, remember what happened? They're like, oh, the president's attorney's been been speaking with Mueller. And my first question was, uh, secretly or? Well, no, I don't know. It, well, because uh, he's the White House counsel. And he's talking with Mueller. And are you telling me that what this is all this all done in secret? Well, no, actually, uh, what what actually happened? Well, actually, uh, he did it with the blessing of the Trump administration. Oh, okay, thank you. It took three days to tell us that. When I knew it right away, uh, I knew it right away. Oh, hey. Uh, you know, when I heard the news that the, the White House counsel sat down with Mueller for 30 hours and, and the news media is reporting it like he had secretly snuck away in the middle of the night to talk to Mueller, I knew right then and there anyway that there was no way this could have happened without the cooperation of the White House, without Trump knowing it. But the media wanted to float that for a couple of days like, oh, yeah. You know, he 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 uh, slinkered out in the middle of the night to a to uh, Bob Mueller's private parlor to talk and drop the dime on President Trump. And it's like, no, I know that's wishful thinking. You know, in your fantasy world and in all the uh, and and all the movies you are watching, you think that that's how things are done. But I knew right away that there was no way that the White House Counsel would have talked with Mueller without being without it being approved by the White House. But it took, I'm telling you, it took like three days for us, for, for the news media and others to finally admit that this guy talked to Mueller with, with the blessing of the president, not behind the president's back, but they wanted that for a while because they'll, they'll tell, they'll give you any reality they want to, uh, for as long as they can get away with it, which is why the Cohen story is similar because Cohen, this was all about taxi medallions and other things, nothing to do with President Trump. But Cohen, they let Cohen make it have something to do with President Trump, and they were more than willing to have it something to do with President Trump with the other stuff in exchange for a lighter treatment on on what they had him dead to rights on. That's how that whole thing worked. And Manafort's the same way. They never would have, never would have prosecuted him had it not been for the Mueller investigation. Which and and the Manafort trial itself is is proof perfect that Mueller has nothing. But nonetheless, the guilt by association thing is interesting these days because I'll tell you what: during the Clinton days, do you know how many of of his people went down, and none of the networks in any way, shape, or form, thought it was a big deal. So this is an interesting piece on Newsbusters that I think you guys are going to like. When Bill Clinton's whitewater business partners, Jim and Susan McDougal, remember those guys? Jim and Susan McDougal and the former Arkansas governor, Jim Guy Tucker, remember those guys? Were tried and convicted for conspiracy and fraud 
During that period of time, this was from March 3rd of 1996 to May 29th of 1996, ABC, CBS, and NBC devoted 36 seconds a night to these stories. And and this is when Clinton uh, offered video testimony in court. They still didn't try to smear him with the stink of these people, his friends and business partners. All right. So keep in mind, Manafort was a campaign manager, but he wasn't a business partner by any stretch. And Cohen was was his lawyer, which I guess technically you could say is a business partner. But they're they're acting like these guys and what what's going on is like the end of the Trump administration. But they never even they never even hardly dealt with the story when when the Clinton guys did it. Manafort, you know, on these tax fraud charges that had nothing to do Nothing to do with President Trump or collusion. The average was two minutes and 18 seconds per night, four times higher than the average that the networks devoted to the Clinton buddies back in 1996. And then the whole Whitewater thing. I mean, when when the, when when they were, these Whitewater convictions took place, Tom Brokaw. Asked Tim Russert, he goes, uh, so Alphonse D'Amato, the Republican senator who's been running in the Whitewater hearings in Capitol has so much as admitted recently that he didn't get very far. There have been any number of exhaustive journalistic efforts. What do we think may be out there? Anything left? I mean, now, uh, that's Tom Brokaw and Russert and NBC basically saying, ah, you know, is there anything really here? But if you contrast that with Meet the Press and Chuck Todd, uh, the way they're treating the Manafort stuff and everything else, uh, they're like, this isn't a witch hunt. This is serious business. ABC, CBS, and NBC spent 51 minutes and 28 seconds in 87 days on the trial of Clinton's business partners. 51 minutes and, uh, and, and 28 seconds in 87 days. Now, keep it, stay with me here on these numbers. In contrast, ABC, CBS, and NBC reached that total, basically, in just 22 days of coverage of the Manafort trial. So in 87 days, it was 51, 28, 51 minutes and 28 seconds on the, on the business partners of Clinton. And in 22 days, it was 50 minutes and 30 seconds, almost you know, a dead, dead heat comparison. So it really just depends on how the news media voted as to how much information you're going to get from them or how much they're going to pay attention to the – situation regarding the uh the the conspiracies and and these trials and that kind of thing that's what you're going to get you're also going to get for instance from the news media it'll depend on how they voted uh approval rating reports so 
Trump's approval rating in Florida right now is at its highest level. And it's ticked up in Florida now. And in fact, it's it's the highest level that he's enjoyed in the state since becoming president. And of course, you all know uh, how important Florida is in the election process. And this is another example of how, in my opinion, 2020 is going to be a 1984-like Reagan landslide for President Trump. In spite of all this stuff, in spite of all the stuff that the media is trying to do uh, with uh, Manafort and the and the Cohen thing, and it was enough for him to win the state of Florida in 2016, and the Sun Sentinel decided that they were going to say that that there is a negative side to this. It's still not very good, they say. The, uh, they, here's the spin. A Florida Atlantic University poll released Tuesday found 43% of the state's voters approve and 45% disapprove of Trump's performance, a net negative of two percentage points. But again, the 43% approval rating is the highest it's been since the president became president. But that's what we're getting from uh, from the news media. And again, it all depends on who these guys voted for. That's all it's about, people. Yeah. We are live from the Discovery Design Studio. DiscoveryDesignInc.com I am still living with your ghost did you all want to hear, by the way, the Scott Bayo interview again? I'm wondering what the appetite for that is. I'm not going to play it now. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it today, like right now. I want to play it really early in the morning for those of you who missed it. Still talking about it. Am I am I doing something with my volume here? Is there? We can live beside the ocean. Leave the fire behind. Oh, I got you. Then there was just a prank call, Scott Bayo. Nah, I I, I don't want to. Because we have his number. Because we know what this is called Santa Monica. It's by Everclear. Great song. Everclear. Everclear's a great band. Don't forget to hit up my guy, Mattress King, Chris Kahneman. For the most comfortable, inexpensive mattress you're going to find anywhere in the land, folks. Grab this number 636-698-5167. 636-698-5167. 
or one mattress king on Facebook. Check that out. So, our prayers out to our fellow U.S. citizens in Hawaii. They're expecting 30 inches of rain down there or over there. Is it over there or down there? Hawaii, over there, down there. Up there. But yeah, 30 inches of rain. I didn't even actually know that there were really... I don't think I've ever remembered a hurricane in, 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 uh, in Hawaii. The, 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 in other weather and geography-related news, do you see that triangle there? It's got, it's got the Oregon, Venezuela, and another country down there, there, Trinidad and Tobago. Or is it Tobago? I don't know that either. But anyway, there's a triangle. And it had like more than 70 earthquakes in that little triangle. Off the coast of Oregon, they had a 6.2 magnitude earthquake off the coast of Oregon just the other day. I stay away from the West Coast. J.P. Soto. Buddy, great to hear from you again, man. Once I get things up and rolling, man, I'm going to get you back on here. You're going to be on Radio 3 Almond if you have the time. One of the best, if not the best, producer of radio, J.P. Soto. Great guy, man. And uh, smart as a whip. By the way, speaking of smart as a whip, Kim Paris is going to be in tomorrow hanging out. So... Oh, Kim, what is GMTM? It's good morning this morning, Kim. Good morning this morning, Kim. Uh, yeah, let's do it, JP. I'll, I'll keep in touch with him. I, uh, I'm going to message you on Facebook and we'll get something going. Because uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a big deal. Growing exponentially and you know we're just withdrawing our advertising and everything else. Things are only going to get better from here. New studio. We're getting built. Everything else. David Hogg's being called a sexist because he called Nancy Pelosi old. <laughs> now, now the left is just like eating each other alive. Now they're, not, now they're trolling each other and they're starting to... Because they're coming up with like such so many zeros when it comes to President Trump, they're now so bored that they're going after each other. Hog is crazed about. Well, you should hear him too, man. He's got he's got some uh, he's got some f bombs in him. That actually is one of the reasons for the tweet that I did. Although I actually defended him the next day, so I was, I was being facetious. But he said he like because he was f bombing all these people, and I was just making a joke that I was going to do the hot poker treatment. 
years. But yeah, now he's, he's going out there and talked about all these old... Nancy Pelosi's old and blah, blah, Now, Now David Hogg is by the left being called a sexist. So, I mean, I'd say let them let all fight. Yeah, Ben's asking, hoping that Hawaii doesn't capsize. <laughs> who was the one that said, was it Maxine Waters or was it other dits who said that? The one who wears the cow- cowboy hat. What's her name? I, I can't remember. Or, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Who's, oh, oh, no, it was a guy, wasn't it? Oh, here. I, now I got Now I got to find it. Darn it, Ben. Look at you make what you're making me do. I, I don't think it's I was it Hawaii, was Hawaii the the capsizing question. Let me see if I, I or was it another, another state? Uh, yeah, it was another state. Um, and it was this dude who was like, uh, was it Sheila? I don't know. Uh, it, the, uh, uh, the the state will, uh, we're afraid it will capsize. Can't remember who that was. I remember hearing. Oh, here, Guam. It was Guam. This is um, Hank Johnson. Here. This is a uh, island that, at its widest level, is what twelve miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest. Uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I This admiral is like looking at Hank Johnson and is, and is trying to just this is about Guam and I don't really know what the overall nature of it is, but he's talking to this admiral. And the, I'm sure the admiral's like thinking, oh, my Lord, this guy is dumb as a bag of hair here. And he answers the question, but it gets better from here. Guam is a small island. Very small it's- island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So this guy's Hank Johnson's from Georgia and seems to know a lot about the geographical angles of Guam. 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles. He's so proud of himself, too, that he knows all these details. Yeah, you see, Guam is about 24 miles wide and got over there on its other side. It's got Three inches, 24 degrees, 50 feet. He's like so proud of himself. He knows everything about Guam. Wide, uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? Oh, so, so he's asking that. the admiral to do math. Yes, Admiral, uh, I'm looking at the feet of this, and it's 50 feet at its widest point, and I don't know what the square footage of that. Can you tell me what the square – he's like like, like, the, like he's a- asking this question like he's Edward R. Murrow. 
I, I the, the big gotcha question on the admiral. Figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my- yeah. Can you uh, can you go back to your office and use your calculator and come back here and tell me what the square mileage of Guam is, or have your staff compile that information for me, and please report back to my office the square footage of Guam, Mister Admiral fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. <laughs> oh, I got to hear that again because I, I kind of glossed over the whole uh, square footage thing. But you you go. You tell him, Hank. That, uh, the whole island will uh, oh, bear miles, that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. <laughs> Uh, we don't. <laughs> the admiral's like, uh. Anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000. And again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. The whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh... Uh, he's trying to not to laugh his ass off. And actually, I think, I don't know, I, I need to, I need to uh, find out whether Robert Willard actually received another medal for putting up with Hank Johnson. So I'm wondering whether he, I'm wondering if his, uh, he, he it's, he's been he's now more decorated than he was before for putting up with Hank Johnson. Let me just do a quick hit thing here uh, and search Hank Johnson um, and make sure he's not dead or anything. Oh, he's only sixty three. He looked like he's eighty five up there, uh, and he's and he's still a congressman. But he's not talking too much these days. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he ever got to. But he's not talking much these days. All right. Uh, while back, remember I told you. And, and here's another great example of of how this economy is just going crazy, booming with higher earnings, creating this bull market we're seeing because the retail industry is benefiting so greatly from people spending money and 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 people getting out there. Consumers are more confident than ever businesses are more confident than ever and 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 that's because of the trump economy the trump policies which are gradually getting government out where uh, regulatorily and 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 when it comes to taxes we 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 know what the deal is here so we're seeing this booming economy uh, a gdp that's skyrocketing and happy americans all over I don't know whether you saw this, thanks to the oil boom, thanks to President Trump and his relaxation of regulations and 
the increase in drilling and everything else. And by the way, during the Obama administration, there were so many permits for drilling that simply just weren't approved. They just they just were sitting there. And now the oil business is going nuts. And I told you about a story I saw somewhere. I can't remember whether it was the New York Times or it was something online where the the they have these mini cities now down in Texas on the Gulf Coast there in Texas. These mini cities uh, and, and camps of for workers, oil platform and oil field workers. So these guys are going down there, some of them leaving their family for a couple of weeks at a time, going down there, making a ton of money, but staying in these uh, encampments. And they're not really encampments as in, you know, just like a bunch of tents and things like that. These are actually like dormitories that they're setting up, these portable dormitories and things. Look it up. Like if you look up uh, oil field employment or Texas, you'll see these guys who are going down. It's it's a new gold rush practically. Except all, but the gold rush has already happened. They uh, they got they got all the uh, they they got all the the permits are drilling like crazy, and now people are going down there for jobs. Some of these guys making fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars a year. They're separated from their families for a certain time, but they're going down there, working these fields and staying in these these encampments. And and, and they are uh, like uh, portable dormitories, and and you know, like for instance, uh, you know, no liquors allowed. I mean, they're they're very strict about you know how people are staying there and doing everything else, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing to see these guys making this kind of money down there. And no, no question that this is why the Texas Gulf Coast oil terminals sent abroad more crude than they received. So exports from that Galveston area down there, Galveston, yeah, like that area down there, the Corpus Christi, that's a beautiful area down there, by the way. I mean, Galveston's a little bit, you know, it's kind of, in, it's industrial, obviously. Uh, the crude oil exports from that area exceeded imports by 50,000 barrels. I think that's what a BPD is. Over the next month, the advantage of exports over imports welled further to impressive uh, 470,000 barrels. Total U.S. oil exports in May hit a record of 2 million BPD with Houston Galveston's share of the total at a record-breaking 70% from an average of about 50% since the middle of 2017. Who is taking our oil? Well, the Chinese... Remember there was a fear at one time that we would have to import oil from China because of our lack of drilling here and we were going to be bent over by these guys and dependent on Chinese oil? Well, now the Chinese are taking our oil. Canada, Italy, 
and the UK. So right now, China is being a little stickly about because of the tariffs and things. They're now actually kind of like, well, we're not really going to take more of your oil right now. We're going to wait, and they're, they're going to hurt their people by, by doing that. But Texas is on track to become the biggest oil producer. Okay, Texas. I'm not talking about the United States here. Texas is on track to become the biggest oil producer after Russia and Saudi Arabia. So this is a gigantic move for Texas, but more importantly for the United States and more importantly for people who want jobs and more importantly for people who are willing to travel for jobs. You can get one in the oil fields there. And again, all of this because of deregulation, of finally allowing drilling permits, and of finally making it easier to do business, specifically drill and develop crude oil exports, thanks to the Trump administration. And it's another example of what's going on. Now, ultimately, uh, hopefully, they're going to be in a situation where they don't have these camps anymore, and people actually are going to start moving down there, living down there, whatever. But in the meantime, just to fulfill the need for employment down there, these individuals are uh, flocking to Texas and working in the fields down there and making a ton of money and then bringing it back home. I mean, that's like old school pioneering right there that's that's like gold rush type mentality there that's where these guys are and you know what a lot of families are willing to go ahead and do that where they where they decide that they're going to go ahead and and uh take off work in the fields earn a few bucks here and there and then boom they are uh they come back home and maybe maybe they work for a time and 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 make a salary some a couple guys they talk to they said, well, I'm on track to basically make a salary this year that doubles my salary I made last year at this other job. And so there's a chance that, that I might go ahead and make all the money and then take a year off. Work with my family, maybe start a business, maybe do whatever. I mean, this is, this is good news, people. Thank you for getting your news from me, Radio Free Almond, RadioFreeAlmond.com. I'll see you tonight. Going to be at the Celebrity Waiter event for the Crisis Nursery. It's going to be at the West County Center. Be there about five. It's that little triangle of restaurants there that include Jay Gilbert's. Bravo and McCormick Schmicks right there. So I'll be there at uh, 5 o'clock. Along with the other celebrities out there, everybody. Good morning this morning. Uh, All right. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening to Radio Free Almond, Common Sense Radio, RadioFreeAlmond.com.